el cocono. No te me subas al cocono, no te me subas al cocono, no, nena, no, al cocono, al cocono. Y vamos a bailar la cumbia It's 2014, middle of the month, January. Happy New Year's, everybody. Sorry I couldn't remember any wonderful songs to sing in Spanish to flaunt my uh, my not-so-beautiful voice. I was hoping you'd sing the Fuego song, the <laughs> entrance song. Oh, can't do that one. Well, I'll still do Salta, 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 Pequeña Langosta, Gerenale <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, uh, it's been a while. It's Lucha World uh, podcast. It's been actually not that long ago because we actually did a show in December, didn't we? It seems, yeah, it did, but it seems like it's been a while. Yeah. No, actually, it's been a while. It would be different <clears throat> if we were like gone for like two, three months. <laughs> Well, it is. It's true. It's been a short time, but uh, we have a lot of stuff to cover. We have really good news, exciting news, and some sad news too. Uh, start off with the really good news is El Fisico Nuclear. <laughs> I was like, "What's the good news?" <laughs> That's the good news. El Fisico Nuclear, local boy. Uh, in L.A. from 1992 to long 2007. Longtime long Vandal Drummond rival, too. Exactly. Yeah. Longtime Vandal. In fact, first match was against Vandal Drummond. Yeah. On December 28th, Fisico-Nuclear became a married man. He married his longtime love of uh, 17 years, Christopher Murillo. And uh, Maria will be taking his name, so he will be known as Christopher, Christopher Nuclear in the future. <laughs> and the best man in the wedding was Lucha Lucky Pierre. It wasn't Vandal Drummond? Wow. I think it might have been Vandal Drummond, too. Oh, really? I think there were two best men. 
If you go on Facebook, you'll see both of them there, and maybe. maybe uh, was there was there a rivalry for best man in this? Probably. In fact, I think Vandal Drummond and uh, Lucky Pierre might have to face off in the ring one of these to days. Declare the, the, exactly the, the who, number one best man. Who, yeah, who was the number one best man? That should be the name of the, the show. Number one best. Man. Yeah, <laughs> who was the topper? I mean, who was the top best man? Uh, 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 yeah. So yeah, it was it was an enjoyable time. I got to see Fizzy's family members who I have not seen in years, um, and it was a very uh, very small event. So um, none of the lucha. No, there was no there was no. I mean, it's not that he didn't want to invite uh, his wrestling friends. He wanted people to know that. It's just it was a very small affair, and it was really planned about a month ahead of time. Wow. And I was really. Uh, that just takes it. 15 months, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, they... That's physical nuclear for you. He says, yeah. okay, let's get this thing going. You know, his house, he's the type like, like, oh, what are heaters broken here? Let me take it out and go buy a new one and install it no, myself. Knowing physical nuclear, he just said, let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually really fun because I have never seen him in that element. And I almost understand why he didn't invite more than just a lot of friend, a lot of fan, family, because he was unusually sentimental, un- incredibly nervous. Wow. I have never seen somebody so nervous on their wedding day. And it was also very special because he was the best man at my wedding in 1987. And Dang. he... And, and there's even video of him giving me a chair shot at that wedding. <laughs> really? <laughs> I did get to give him an airplane spin at the wedding. At so. this wedding? The yes. Wedding, his wedding. Yes. And uh, anyway, I just want to give out that piece of news. You know, I'm very happy. I When he said he was getting married, I was not shocked that he was marrying a man. I was getting, I was just shocked because he was getting married, period. I, 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 I never thought I'd see the day where he tied the knot. I like how I, I tweet on... Um, Steve um, Sims and uh-huh. I'm like, hey, did you know Jeff was a, a rustler? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm like, I'm like, can you imagine how many people are shocked that he's a rustler? Because you mentioned his name on the Observer site, right? So I just, I just thought, imagine all the people who are just shocked that he's a rustler and it happens to be physical nuclear. <laughs> like, you know, and, and Steve reacts. He's like, he's like, no, I knew who he was. But I think he kind of was just like messing around. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know he was he was married. You know, a guy, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, it was refreshing. You know, I got a wonderful best man's present, too. <laughs> you can't tell us. You can tell Conan. <laughs> I'll tell Conan. In fact, Conan. and let's just put it this way I could probably share some of it with Conan. Yeah. So. Conan would be very happy. Yes, he would. He would. So, if you're listening, Conan, uh, we all have to get together. and You and Conan can go on Iran while I rummage through his. Uh, Whatever tape <laughs> library or whatever. In fact, here's 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 an idea, Fredo. You know, Colorado and Washington totally rock because they both legalized marijuana. Two states, California. I thought California was going to be the first state. Honest to God. Uh, but once it's legalized, I think we should follow in the footsteps of Brian Alvarez and uh, his friend Vinny and. Uh, just toke out and just get as high as we possibly can and do a podcast. Tell, I thought you were telling me to go search for a, um, a Sasquatch or something. <laughs> well, we could get stoned and do that. <laughs> we could do that. Think about we it. We don't have to be stoned to do that. I was going to say, but think about it. If we did get really stoned and search for a Sasquatch, we'd probably find one. Yeah, that's true. Unless we had some really bad shit and found a Yeti from WCW <laughs> instead. That would not be good. That would be bad. Very bad. So anyway, that's the really wonderful news. 
And I guess the really exciting news... I thought you were going to start with When you were talking about that, I was like, are you going to talk about AAA? <laughs> I mean, that's exciting news, but I didn't know it was that big a news for you. Well, you know, we've all talked about this. And, you know, as you pointed out, there's been lots of, how would you say, false starts. A yeah. lot of AAAs coming and to town. And I was town. told about that, too. That yeah, I mean... I was, I was kind of refreshed about that whole thing earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, because for several years we heard AAA is coming to the USA. There's going to be a whole U.S. spin on it, and you kept on wondering, is it? Yeah, and usually, talk? usually it was other people involved that kind of screwed mm-hmm. it up. Yep, the whole Lucha Libre USA thing. Exactly, was exactly, a big, a big uh, disaster. But it looks like it's going to be happening, and it. I mean, uh, you know a lot more about it than I do. I've just. Well, I mean, they 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 they've been mentioning that it's going to happen, but I mean. They moved over the the scheduled t- start date from what would have been February March to about uh, mm-hmm. second half of 2014. Right, so I'm guessing 2015. <laughs> that works <laughs> as long yeah, as it's but, really in mean, motion. They, got, they had they added the news was that Mark Burnett is going to be part of the produce, producing AAA. Yes, the show he's going to partner up with um, the El Rey Network and all that other stuff, stuff. And they have a they have other people behind it that yeah. Are, now the El Rey Network is something I'm unfamiliar with. What uh, it's like a channel, a TV channel, and not like the WWE Network. It's it's an actual channel. It's going to be on television. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So it's Robert Rodriguez. Is um, oh the film yeah, maker? The oh, cool. Yeah. So he's one of the guys who's also involved. Um, there's a bunch of other people that are involved, but I mean, it's like you got a normal yeah. TV people and all that stuff. But it, it's happening to the point that they've made a public announcement about yeah. it, and they they're basically going to start. Um, it's going to be a one, what they all we know right now is that it's going to be a one hour show and uh, a one hour weekly show. It's going to they're going to start they they kind of made it seem like they're going to do pay per views and all this mm-hmm. other stuff, specials. Um, they're going to mer- do merchandise, li- license a lot of stuff. It's it's a little more I don't know. It's like I mean it's hard to take it because I it's it, it came it didn't come from the AAA crew. Right, it came from the side of um, L Ray Network. And the people who are going to be involved, TV people. So it's like, it really isn't a lot of wrestling. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to be like a little confused with what's going on. <laughs> it's like, because they, they actually Excuse released... Me. sorry. They actually released the story, their idea for the storyline. Mm-hmm. And the storyline was going to be that um, five AAA wrestlers in Mexico mm-hmm. somehow find out that there's a, a plot, an American plot, to stop and lucha libre, so they end up getting exiled to the United States. Oh my god! So I guess <laughs> I guess that's what. And you know, at first I thought it was kind of. I mean, the storyline is ridiculous to me. Uh, yeah, but it's kind but it's of wrestling. But it's wrestling. It's wrestling. I think it's wrestling. It's wrestling. There's so and, many bad ideas <clears throat> that end up working. Yep, and even the good ones end up being really bad. And I gotta say, I give it to somebody who try is trying something different, even if. <clears throat> Gonna... <laughs> You're gonna hear me collapse right here on the. <laughs> this is like the Steve Sims show. On live air, I'm gonna gasp and I'm getting over bronchial infection, folks. So if I don't sound like... my usual perky self, that's why. This, I like, saw... this is like the Steve Sims, <laughs> the Steve Sims podcast where he's coughing the whole time. Or we tried to interview uh, Frankie and Samantha, but Dan was yelling in the background too loud. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That was funny. That, that was when we had to delete right away. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, what I was saying was, um, 
at first I thought, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. But then if you think about it, if they're going to split the two promotions, like the mm-hmm. AAA in Mexico and then the, the show here, and basically the idea is that here it's going to be more American wrestlers, you're not going to have all the wrestlers from AAA come over right. here immediately. So you're may- maybe going to start with five. So you pick the five that you would want to start with, which, of course, who would you, yeah. who would, you, who would your fight be? We mean for, from Triple A, yeah, from Triple A, straight from Triple A. Oh Christ, roll well, Jack Evans on Jack top. Evans. <laughs> yeah, the, the I know he's an American, the, the Mexican, but he's an honorary Mexican. Yeah, but we met, we, I think everybody who mentioned it all mentioned Jack Evans. But. Uh, well, Drago would not go, but Gato Everetti would go. Yeah, Pimpinela Escarlata. I think Drago would have to go because Gato Everetti oh, would actually have, be God. more more of a uh, a trademarked issue oh, here Drago. with Everetti. Pimpinella Drago. Yeah, Drago. You need a couple. You need a couple within the five, right? You yeah. need at least one couple. Yeah, exactly. Because remember, like, every single TV show you watch, when they're traveling through through whatever they're going through, yeah. there's always that couple that's always arguing or, like, has to be together or whatever. Who else? You got three. I got three. Blue Demon, of course. <laughs> you you, you kind of gotta, I guess. Yeah. Although, I, though, I... I I saw a few matches of him in Triple um, A recently. I was actually shocked that he had his his working shoes on. I remember yeah. him. I, I didn't picture him getting better. Well, not, not that he, not that he wasn't talented, but I've seen so many times where he just kind of got in there and went through the motions. And he worked with Macias in one of them. Yeah, I mean one of the matches with Macias. Macias is really good. Well, they're Macias, of course. I'm guessing yes. Macias would be the fifth guy yes. you want. <laughs> no. Yeah. You gotta leave somebody good in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> somebody has to be good. I, I, I just well, obviously, Con- well, Conan, I assume is gonna. Be. Yeah, he, but I'm guessing he's gonna be in both because he's, if he's gonna be one of the bad mm-hmm. guys here, right? He'd still be fine being a bad guy in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it would work. Plus, you need somebody who can explain what lucha libre is because if you put like a bunch of guys who don't really know, what lucha yeah, libre is. you know, I gotta say that you now that now the way out crazy storyline, I it could. I mean, you got to remember, I love Argentina wrestling, yeah. so I, I'm... I'm just curious I'm, what it's going to look like. Yeah. Plus, I don't have the Yale Albert. It could either be really, really horrible, or it could be the most brilliant thing ever made. I don't I could have the El Rey network, network, so I don't really know. That's the other thing I was going to ask, is how big a network is the El Rey right Network? Right now, it's like, I, I, from what I heard, it's on three, um, like, it's on Comcast, mm-hmm. Time Warner Cable, mm-hmm. and DirecTV. So I won't get it, damn it. You don't have that any of those? I have Dish. No, we go with Verizon. Yeah, I have Dish, so it's going to be a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I, I'll, Actually, I'm sure they'll probably put it online or something. Oh, yeah, we'll find it somewhere. Or we'll, we'll get it by illegal means necessary. That's right, because we're bad. We're bad. Yeah, so, um, we're like George Costanza. Yeah. We're going to uh, pirate everything. But basically what I, what I understood from, from when I talked to a certain somebody afterwards... They don't really know what's going on either, so it's like mm-hmm. it's still one of those till nobody really knows what's going on. Nobody knows like, what's going on, but it's hap- it's happening. Yeah, they That's have what's ideas. Important. They have ideas. It's beyond the talking stages yeah. where they make a public statement yeah. saying it's we're enough do where this. they're actually worried about stuff and. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. It's, it's better they be worried about stuff than say we're going to take the wrestling world by storm like so many bozos. Well, you do. know, the only thing was I, I kind of found it a little ridiculous when uh, Mark Burnett mentioned that, um, and it might have not been him, it might have just been part mm-hmm. of the press release where he said that wrestling was a, a billion dollar market. And oh, they're always saying stupid shit. And like I was that. like, I was like, well, that's WWE. <laughs> Are you? You're adding up all the negative numbers. Are you adding the negative numbers for everybody else? Because everybody else is pretty much not making any money, right? Like TNA. Have you seen TNA's merchandise? It's not really that interesting. So, it's, they're, they're, 
the pay-per-views, I mean, I, I think, think I saw other stuff at the 99 cent store or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 still one of those things that's still a work in progress, so. I'm I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah. I'm I really mean, curious. It it'll be refreshing to see something new. I I have to, I actually thought it would be great if they did a Survivor type show with AAA wrestlers. Oh God! Because wouldn't it be hilarious? Like if you just had like just the guy, just the, the way these guys act. Because some of these, you know, basically luchadors are basically what they are in lar- but larger than life on television. Yes, this is true. A lot of these guys are really that crazy and real. <laughs> They're dying. I mean, they don't die. Oh yeah, now, yeah. Some I of don't. The guys are. You know, I will say it would. Be, it probably would be a reality TV where you wouldn't have to fake it up a bit like they do in most reality TV, TV series. Yeah, although, although, although that's I, not saying that they're bad people. It's just saying that they really are that. You know, they're they're like they're histrionic. Yeah, they're, they're out. They're, they're very, out. Yeah, outgoing. Doesn't mean they're, doesn't mean they're bad people or anything. It's just no, 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 no. But they're, yeah, they would They're wouldn't, crazy. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't have to have directors doctored up and say hey be weirder yeah, let's get wild they, they okay let's plant something over yeah. here you know yeah like cybernetico i mean that guy's crazy <clears throat> well um <clears throat> oh that's the exoticos <laughs> that's gonna be great oh, yes, Trey, uh, that's gonna uh, be bitching on a reality tv show yeah although, although i gotta tell you that that plot of them being exiled i actually like better than reality tv because there's been so many reality tv between the wwe the ufc and yeah, uh yeah. And yeah, you're not watching Total Divas. I mean, come on. And no, and 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 then there was that. Oh God! Remember Celebrity Rehab? That's the most. Dis- oh geez. That was the most disturbing. That, and that got a lot of that. That got just taken down because of the whole how many people died from that show. Yeah, but yeah, and, I, and a lot of people in the hospital died too. I love how they. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy, even non-celebrities. They, they were showing who had died, and they show um Jeff Conaway, of course. Um, the guy from Alice in Chains, but not. Oh, yeah. the, I think it was the drummer or something. Mm-hmm. And they showed Jerry Cantrell. And I'm like, Jerry Cantrell ain't dead. What? The lead singer now that he's he's the he's the Yeah, lead. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's not dead from that. He's he's fine. <laughs> Who showed this? So one of these um E T V shows, they were yeah. talking about all the people that and they, I'm like, why are they showing Jerry Cantrell for celebrity rehab? And they mentioned them like, that's not him. <laughs> that guy's How still bizarre. Because I know because there was Lane Staley was the most famous Allison James mm-hmm. uh, the singer that died. Yeah, if you remember, but then the the for celebrity rehab, another dude died. For celebrity rehab, the yeah. the biggest name I remember dying was Jeff Conaway. Yeah. I mean, the longest enduring. Well, one. there was actually like four or five people who died from that because oh, um, that I, chick, um, the country sing- music singer, died too. Um, oh, Mindy McCready. Yeah, I didn't realize she was on celebrity. I rehab. didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. You know, it, it's weird at first. I watched like one of those shows, and then like afterwards, it's like how many times can you watch these people just like do the wrong things and like well and it's and and y- you just got this sense that they're trying to push them into doing wrong things too I, it's like it's like well they've done so well taking care of themselves let's go let's for a night in the town yeah and let's put them on television yes yes and remember they'd take them out for a night on the town and then yeah get all there was one and, there was oh, one episode God. where they took yeah. them to like a bar what the fuck and i was like why the fuck are they taking them to a bar yeah like, this is to see if they can handle themselves like what the oh, fuck dude? fuck Anybody, like, I don't know, like... I've how never, do you live with your... Yeah. How, how does... Uh, I used to like that Dr. Drew guy, but how, yeah. how does he live with himself doing that? Yeah. I mean... I liked him when he was on um, K-Rock. I did, too. When I liked when he was with Ricky Rackman. Yeah, Ricky Rackman. Yeah. Ricky Rackman, man, how disappointing was he in WCW? Big time. And I, 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 I always thought he was... He would have... I thought... He, like, I remember when people were talking about him going to WCW. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. 
Because he's actually a good... I liked him. I, I thought he was a great head, host. Headbangers Ball and all those things he used to host. And I was like, man, this guy's going to be good. And I, what did they have him doing? Like, just like the weirdest shit, like the spring break stuff, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah no, you know, I remember I was kind of rooting for him because I remember when he left K-Rock and went to that uh, 97.1 talk station. That, uh, show was, that channel was <clears> depressing. <throat> oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but I, I, I heard the reason he got fired from there... Uh, was there were two other DJs who kept talking smack about his wife because I guess she was a stripper. Yeah. Wasn't she, was she a stripper? Was she a porn star? Or I thought she was a stripper. stripper. But I guess he said something to them like, say what you want about me, but lay out yeah. my wife. And of course they said more stuff. And I guess he actually went in there and beat the shit out of both of them at the same time. I so I always thought that. that's pretty cool. That, I think that channel started as half sports. And then it started morphing into like... all Because it was other. a classic rock station yeah. in LA. Yeah. Um... And then it morphed into a talk series. Is it? Yeah, what is it, it now? I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't listen to radio anymore. I'm an old man. I don't was, listen to. I have, I, I have iPods and shit like that. Uh, I long <laughs> for the days of ninety four point seven KMET Tweedledee <laughs> or KR one hundred one or whatever. Yeah, that Doctor Demento was something, yeah. wasn't he? Uh, was it? But I remember that channel because they, they started with classic rock. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And then they went to like like this weird like sports. And then, like late night, it was like these um, guys who did sports, but also talked about rock and rock and roll uh, and stuff like that. Kind of like a guy thing. Yeah, like kind of like a guy show. Kind of like what what uh, an Al Rolla type of thing. Yeah, like like Spike TV's become like something mm-hmm. like that. And then they like started dumping like the like the the people in the bottom because they had this one chick named the Sports Babe who uh. had like this really <laughs> annoying voice. You can only imagine Sports Babe. <laughs> so they got rid of that show, and then they started adding some other shows, and then like all of a sudden they just got rid of the whole. Um, they were. T- starting to do like um what was it like more of a news type of thing mm-hmm. i was like yeah it's pointless yeah, but yeah. I used to to like, like we don't already have enough talk radio do yeah. we there's yeah. podcasts now why exactly exactly there's podcasts for us to listen to exactly to about and there's a podcast uh, where people can listen to us and <laughs> talk what, about radio <laughs> what about a dozen to tw- 15 people we have <laughs> we have like at least 12 people listening to this show. awesome thank you you dozen yes. of, I'd like to thank them all Dor's dozen I'd like to thank them all individually <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should talk about CML because it's been we just I watched absolutely I watched Fantastic Mania late last night and you just started I got to see it. a few of the matches you saw a few of the matches which I enjoyed immensely it was actually a fun show um, it was I thought that watching it live, because they said it was going to be a three-hour show, it was not mm-hmm. not three hours. I think it was 90 minutes tops. Right. Because, I mean, there was, like, between the the pre-show, the post-show, the intermission, and then, like, the walking in and walking mm-hmm. out for the wrestlers. Like, when you were showing it to me, I saw how long you were, you know, speeding it up. Yeah, like, it's Let's like, get to this. Yeah, and- it was... Because, it, it, I mean, you could you almost finished watching the whole show with, in under an hour. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you only missed the main event, which was it was pretty good. It was actually really good. There was actually the match that I saw were a really good show. Even like the the Maximo, uh, you know, match yeah. was mostly okay. People have to watch the show just to see Jushin Thunder Liger <laughs> and Maximo go to the ring together. It's worth the pay per view price alone. It's only fifteen bucks. So. Jushin Liger is one of the coolest wrestlers in the history of this business. I mean. He's one of the finest workers ever, and he doesn't take himself How old is Liger? He's got to be 50, right? Oh, he's got to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember... He's, not, he's, he's no Negro Casas, though. No Negro Casas? He, he, he's not working at Casas' level. Now. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. Speaking of which, you know, I, I know we'll talk more Casas later, but 
I was on such a high after seeing the Negro Casas Titan match or Titan match. Yeah. However, you know, <laughs> can I just say Titan Sports? Titan. He took on Titan Sports. Okay. Uh, it got me nostalgic to go look at the Negro Casas Jushin Liger match from uh, was it ninety one or ninety two where Casas came wearing Felino's yeah. outfit. I forgot. I remember the match being really good, but I forgot just how good that match was. That was an awesome match. And then you watch the, that he's doing this stuff with the younger guys. Yes, exactly. And, and he's like, still so got did it. You see the inter- you didn't see the interview he did um, before the Friday show? No, I did not. They were asking him um, about um, how long he planned to stick around. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he starts talking about, because it was his birthday. He's mm-hmm. 54 now. So he's talking about how um, he's going to stick around as long as the fans want him around. <laughs> he's Damn. Like, he's like, he's like, as long as I'm, he's like, because I, he's like, I'm not doing this just because of, um, because I'm trying to prove something. I don't have anything to prove. He's like, I've pretty much already done everything in my career. I just do it because I enjoy wrestling all these young guys and showing them that I can still go. You and know? he's one guy. Ever since I saw him, and you know, we talked about this earlier. He got very emotional too. I should mention. Did he really? Yeah, he got, That's he awesome. Had, he almost cried. I, I, he looks like my grandma. <laughs> at the same age? Well, your grandma must be pretty young looking then. She, she looks like a badass at 53. <laughs> can she take the bump off the turnbuckle that he does? No, she probably would take a nap in between. <laughs> she can take a nap she but not take a, a nap. She can take a nap. She'd be like, uh, like K. Monito laying in the corner. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, don't take that nap. <laughs> don't take that nap. It's a dangerous nap to take. You'll have nightmares. It's a dangerous place to take a nap, grandma. No, the very first time I saw Negro Casas, and I, well, I lied. I said we'd get into him later, but since we're talking about him now... Well, we're done with Fantastic Amania. Yeah. How much can you talk about? Yeah, this is true. This is yeah. true. And the Maximo and Liger entrance was... It's a good show. I it's mean, a if, good show, but that entrance you, was the best if thing. If you have $15, minutes, $15 to spare, that's... To throw it's it. worth it. That's worth it's, it. I, it's, yeah. it. It's not... Let's the, put it the this only way. Bad thing, I will say the only bad thing is that they mute all the music. So if you're watching Terra.com and you're hearing all the music, and mm-hmm. you, then you go to this, it's like such a... Because a lot of it... Some, um, some dude on... Um, on on Brian on Figure Four, the website Observer site mentioned how how Mystico the guy who recapped it mm-hmm. said that Mystico the new one didn't have the aura of Sin Cara the, right. the previous Mystico, and I was like, well, you know the aura he doesn't have the aura, but at the same time you don't get that if that's the first time you're seeing him and that's you're basing it off of this show, you're not getting it because they, they they muted the music they right. muted, they muted the audio. So basically, you're just seeing a guy walk into the so ring. the ring, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay. He's already beaten yeah. in that yeah, sense. It's like you're it's, gonna judge. It's already him. like a stupid thing thing to say. You that know? is silly. You gotta watch like in like if you if you watch CMLL, they don't react to him as well either. So it's like <laughs> then you then if you say it, then I will believe you. That's when you see the whole. Yeah, that's when you see like okay, he's not. Now I'm assuming the they blanked out the music because of copyright issues. Yeah, I would but, assume. But the weird thing is that New Japan, some of their guys. Their music gets blank, um, uh, muted out too. Oh. So you think, why don't they just do all their own music? I mean, this is the, a company. Yeah, they I have would, a company behind them. I yeah, mean, it's, not, it's not like it's it's not like it's just um, you and me like throwing out money like because we we have like a million exactly. bucks to throw around. Well, hey, hey, and Titanis in the ring when the wrestler didn't have their own theme song, they played the Spartacus theme. Uh, you know what they should do since they own the Ricky Shoshu theme? They should just have everybody come out to the Ricky Shoshu, the, you know, the dun 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 And they all have to wear white boots. They should have Keyboard Cat play the music. Did you hear that? Keyboard Cat? Yeah, the Keyboard Cat. 
Oh, is that one of those little videos that yeah, went the, viral? Yeah, that oh. came viral like for years. I love it. You never saw that? I never saw oh, that. Oh my goodness. The, 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 I'll show it to you later. The first time I can remember something kind of going viral was pre-YouTube when, uh, in fact, it was uh, your sister Judy showing me the uh, the dancing baby from Ally McBeal that went viral. Oh, on wow. People's that's a long phone. time ago. That was, like, that was like 15 years ago, wasn't it? Longer than that. When yeah. did I... I met your sis in 97. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was, it was like the I first was, few months. I was in elementary school back then. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. I was going into the retirement home at that yeah. time. Yeah, so Fredo's going to bring call that up. So while he's doing that, I'm saying the first time I ever saw Negro Casas was in 1985. I had seen his pick in uh, the Lucha Mags. Because remember when they were really young, he and a really young Forza had a a, a feud yeah, on yeah, top I that was that. just starting. and. Uh, but at the Olympic Auditorium in 85, they had a lucha show where they flew in a lot of guys. In many ways, the show was a disaster, not because they didn't have a talented crew, but uh, some bonehead uh, got a boxing ring instead of a wrestling ring. And when I mean a boxing ring, I just don't mean the ring was hard. I mean the ring had four ropes, and they are four ropes that were loose. We're talking lucha, loose ropes. And... Of the wrestlers who kind of saved the day, because a lot of wrestlers, uh, I think, were more annoyed by it and didn't want to take hard bumps on the boxing. Although, the rings were pretty hard in Mexico back yeah. then. Uh, but Super Astro saved it by doing one of, the, one of the most ballsiest topes i ever seen him do. And we're talking Super Astro. Yeah. Where somebody backflipped him over the... Uh, uh, that dude was crazy, too. That yes. Was yes. Crazy, yes. But what I'll never forget, there was an eight-man tag, and I can't remember all the contestants, but uh, Tinieblas and Hijo de Santo were on one team, and Casas was on the other. And so here's this little welterweight of a guy. You know, he's smaller than, you know, aside from Santo, he's smaller than most of the guys. Uh, but he did something I never seen anybody do before or since. He actually made Tinieblas look good. I'm talking Tinieblas Sr. I say there was another person who made him look good. Who's that? You're, you're forgetting him. Alushi. I stand corrected. Yes. <laughs> Second. Alushi makes it worth seeing Tinieblas. <laughs> yes. I would go see Tinieblas to see Alushi. And that, Mary Lou Farron is another person. Yeah. Alushi was awesome. As long as Alushi is there, Mary Lou Farron will go see uh, Tinieblas. But... He they did this great high spot, and of course, Teen Abels was kind of sort of moving, and Costas was going off those loose ropes and just making it look like he's going to do this big power, you know, big flying power move. But then Teen Abels just stands really tall in the ring and stares at him, and Costas runs to where his face is like against Teen Abels's belly, and then he just looks up at his face and then looks like he passes out cold <laughs> from the. And then I saw him do the spots with Santo where I saw him do the patented Negro Casas bump. Yeah, the one you do too. Now. Exactly. And uh, from that day on, he was my favorite wrestler, bar none. That's been my favorite. Him along with Manami Toyota are my two favorite wrestlers let me, ever. Let me, let me play keyboard cat. Okay, keyboard cat. Listen, guys, it's going to be a keyboard cat. Well, it should be like the wrong video. Charlie Schmidt's keyboard cat. It's the original, too. So this isn't like Toons' The oh, Driving yeah. Cat from Saturday oh, look, Night Live. Oh, they added an ad. Oh, oh Christ. better the ad. 
today. Today. Today is pretty great. Is, is that a car they're advertising? Yeah, they're advertising a car. This is this is the. They have these great ads, but you never know what they're trying to yeah. sell. The ad looks cool, but skeletons. Oh, Laparka's ske- driving. <laughs> Laparka. They got the the Televisa technology. Laparka, you need to sue Honda. They're using your image in their commercial. Parka, go get them. La Parka. Both, both Parka I love and Parka. What's going on? It's not starting. Oh, there we go. Come on, come on, keyboard cat. Oh, too cool. <laughs> I like your idea, Fredo. This is uh, a good intro. this be music. a good intro to like every single tr- uh, CML wrestler? Have keyboard cat play there all the intro. I love it. I love the expression on that cat's face. I wish you guys could see this. They've seen it. You're probably yeah. the only person who's never seen this it. This is like a more innocent version of uh, Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> oh, there he is. Getting, he's getting jazzy now. Freeform? <laughs> this is probably something that some dude did like in 1979. Remember when we when people used to do worse shit back then? <laughs> like the, I, well, do you remember the uh, famous Saturday Night Live where they dressed all the parrots up to do movie roles? Oh, they looked like they were so uncomfortable. <laughs> That's just it like was a, funny, but it was kind of like, yeah. I'm glad Kurt, I'm not that birdie. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt's just like uh, like Gabe Meltzer with the not watching anything. Kurt being hasn't seen anything recent lately, right? You skipped over. Uh, there's so many things I've skipped over. You know, I'm still taking a vacation in my did own hear, mind. Did you hear uh, still... when Dave Meltzer was talking about the WWE Network? He's talking about how the, the, the network will be available for the PS3 and the PS4, mm-hmm. but they still haven't discussed where, whether or not it'll be available on the PS1 and PS2. Really? Do you understand that? I have no idea what that means. PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember. They have no um, networking capabilities. Wow. You got to understand, <laughs> the last game I played was Doom on the computer in 1997 <laughs> oh, or so. Don't you have a Wii? Did you? Well, we don't use it. <laughs> what, what are we going to use it Did for? Did you get that as a gift or something? Did you guys buy it? Elena got it. She okay. uses it occasionally, but I, I've, I, I used it once just for the <laughs> novelty effect. I can only oh, imagine. She, she brings out the Wii and you're like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Because he has, she has you the stick. You're I like, did what? play the skiing thing, and I purposely wiped out just to see what it looks but like. But isn't it? Out. Have you ever played games with kids and like these video games, and they expect you to like be really good at it? And it's like you're not good at it. What What blew my mind was remember a couple of years ago that day I came over and your nieces were there, and these two girls knew how to master a cell phone. Yes. And I'm sitting there staring at them like. Uh, <laughs> They have it down. Yeah, they're the kids. IPods and all they're little stuff. kids, yeah. and they have whereas, a master. Whereas us, our, our cell phone basically is just getting calls and stuff. Text, text. Yeah, text is a new, you know, a new thing for me. I'm. Hey, you have, oh, you don't have an iPhone. I thought you had an iPhone. I have uh, the Android. Mm. I don't have the big smartphone yet. I, you know, can't watch all of Breaking Bad uh, at work <laughs> yes. on one day. I, I, I was at uh, at, for Christmas. I, I was at a family get together, and my cousin, my cousin brings his phone. And he's showing mm-hmm. us videos on it. And I'm like, holy shit, the phone is huge. It's like, wasn't the whole wasn't the whole idea that the phone should be smaller? Like, wasn't that the big thing back then? That's true. That was the That's whole true. idea. Like, yeah, I, I can remember when when cell phones were these big clunky things that you'd use as a foreign object. Yeah. You know, um, like Polly. Yeah, that's right. Poly that's right. That was a great ad from WCW. So Negro Casas. Uh, 
Titan. Still cooking. And Titan. I saw that they, match. Did and you I didn't watch the Volador it. match? I just that, watched... It wasn't as good as the Titan match. Yeah, the Volador match I watched was... Remember, I had asked you if it was the most recent one or the older one. You said yeah. this was the most recent one. Not yeah, the better. He had a towel, right? He was he was choking him with. Yeah, the towel. he chokes him at the yeah. beginning with the towel. The, I think he the, won with a foul at the end at the yeah, third the, foul. The the first. The it was one, good. It was yeah, good, but one, it wasn't the, the one from December. He's wearing a hoodie. Um, mm-hmm. Volador's wearing a hoodie, and Enero Casas covers him up, covers his I face up with a hoodie, that. and then he he wins the first fall, choking him out with the with the hoodie. I like, he just celebrates that. the whole thing, and then in that match, um, Zacharias the parrot, mm-hmm. he does a he does a hurricane run on Volador Junior. Oh, sweet! To the outside, and then he gets super kicked by Volador Junior. I'm oh, I must see. That. Which I hope he's okay because he, he just had a he suffered a head injury in, uh, on Saturday. He's he's out for 15 days. Do we know the story behind his head injury? What exactly no, happened? It was just... a private show, so nobody's going to tell us. A private show. It's a private show. So they're doing things other than wrestling <laughs> no, they now. Do, they do private oh shows. God. Like I think people rent out the the arena Mexico and they have. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they had private shows. dances. They uh, could be doing know. that. Is that I mean, Zacharias if, lap if dance? If you're Facebook friends with them, you notice that he likes to take uh, pictures of himself posing in <laughs> just his um his, his pants and shirtless. How about Amapola? What about her? Does she, does she take she pictures does, like that? She didn't do that. Aww. Did you watch the Marcella? Uh, I did not see that. I, um, what was it? Marcella and Princessa Suhey, right? Yeah, I saw the matches after that. on The one on Terra, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I caught and her you right th- And end. you said it was a good show, and you didn't even watch that match. That was like the only good match. The show after was good, the one with the Peste Negra. Yeah, you liked that? I, did, I dug it. I mean, yeah, no, nothing that I'm going to remember for tens yeah. of thousands of years. It was but. a fair match. <laughs> yeah, it was that match. I, was, I don't remember. <laughs> I watched two matches, and that was the one I remember the most. I just love Peste Negra. Yeah, they're just so awesome. What was the one I was going to? Have you? Um, did you see Estrellita? She dresses now. Um, she dressed as a cop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, she she looks a lot better now that she lost uh, some weight for the bodybuilding thing, and then she uh, she dressed as the schoolgirl the second week, and then she went with. Um, what was it? A uh, nurse. A nurse. I like the cop yeah. best. The cop was the best one. The other two weren't. Does she have a baton? Does she hit people with it? <laughs> she just, I don't know, but it's funny because her work in the ring, mm-hmm. she'll give you like this 90 second burst of energy and then like the rest of the And then that's like, it. The battery's it, the gone. It's like, oh, okay. It's, there's no energizer there's, bunny there's in there. The, it's funny because you have this weird like, there's Marcella, Amapola, mm-hmm. and then it's, and then Dark Angel I would put in that group, mm-hmm. but then everybody else is kind of like, you kind of get, you kind of don't get like consistency out of them. No, that's true. That's true. I, I oh, was my observer ballot for yes. our worst match of the year. I wrote insert women's match here. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember. I just figured because there's a lot of bad women. There are some bad ones. Yeah. There's some good women wrestlers though. I mean, they're not. It's not like every woman there's. Oh no, you and that's that's the only thing I felt bad. I was like, you know, there's actually some good female wrestlers, but it's like. It's the Observer. They don't really give awards for women, anyways. Like a lot of it, it's not. It's I not think as... the only woman to win an award. Well, didn't Manami Toyota get wrestler? Yeah, because I mean, you, it has to be yeah. a big promotion, and all Japan, it has to be a promotion that is in Dave's in Dave's mind, and mm-hmm. he mentions it or writes about right. it. Right. And if it's not in his in his what he writes yeah. about, it's not going to get anything. Although I am surprised. Uh, I think it's been like, when did I last vote? I, I voted last Same. year. I, I didn't get around to. <laughs> 70s. <laughs> I used to religiously send in my yeah. polls. Uh, I'm very. I'm sporadic. I'm sporadic. I, yeah, that's now. how I am. But I, 
was actually pleasantly surprised to see how, like, you know, they weren't winners, but runners, you know, people in the running were from both CMLL and AAA. So I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see that some of the sheet readers actually yeah. are watching a variety of stuff. Cause but not enough. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> They should be winning all the awards. All That's the right. Awards. No, they should win awards for only things I watch. Yes, only the things I watch. Yeah. Who's this Daniel Bryan they're talking about? <laughs> actually, I do watch WWE. I can't, I can't even lie about that. People, people listening already know it. Hey, right, I yeah, well, one of these, yeah, one of these days I'll watch Raw. <laughs> It'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> impact, no chance for impact. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, if we uh, clip out, I it's because there's a low battery. So, oh, is it a low battery? That's what it says. Uh-oh. Low we it. battery. Well, do you want to stop and then get put the battery? in? Shall we do that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. <laughs> Like I was saying. Okay, that sounds good. Okay. Okay, but Fredo, you're saying that. Okay, if. Okay, okay, when they do the legalized marijuana, you're saying you'll be cool with it, but you want to be able to take two Ambien when we do the podcast, too? Sorry. You do remember what Ambien did to me. So, Kurt, are you saying you're going to illegally stream the WWE network? Because nine ninety nine. No, 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 no. You, too, you, expen- too expensive for you. <laughs> you, you it heard me incorrectly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do illegal dreams. I'm going to dream about watching WWE Network and not paying for it. Well, you know, the, I think it's funny because we were talking about the W while we were yeah. off. We were talking about the WWE Network, and um, I think it's great for like people who haven't seen all that stuff. But I mean. I think we've probably seen everything. And when I, I'm not, I'm not certain. Do you see? I don't see more casual fans romping around to buy it. To, to, I think they will if they see that it's the pay per views. You could get it the pay per view for nine ninety nine for true. the whole thing, and they eliminate pay per views and stuff like that. Because I think they're going to lose. Because there's not going to be a surcharge for pay per views. They'll it'll I just no come with the package. The, yeah, the first one's coming with the package. So that's and that's WrestleMania. So I mean. This will be the first WrestleMania I watched in what, like, what was the last time we saw, like, with Sophia? No, actually, I saw one, like, two years ago, I think. I can't remember the last one the I one saw. The one with um, Undertaker, right? <laughs> like, oh, the one with Undertaker. The one with Undertaker where he, 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 where he, wins. he kept his streak going. <laughs> he kept his streak going. Make it a little, it's like, it's like, it's like when uh, people ask you, do you remember that guy? What guy? The, the, the guy with the hair and yeah. the glasses. And it's like, oh, what's guy? <laughs> And the bleach blonde yes, hair. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I think it was the one. I remember he had stand up on the t- second turnbuckle and, and wave the one, at the audience. I watched the one where Rock versus Cena was. No, it was the one before that that I watched. No, it might have been the Rock versus Cena because I remember I even did a recap of it on the. On That's the how website. good my short term But then we is. actually saw one with um, so at Sophia's house. Yeah, I remember that one. That was a fun one. That was yeah. one, one of the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels matches. Was. Wasn't it a triple. Was it Shawn Michaels? Yeah, it yeah. was Shawn Michaels. I think that was the one where... Because they uh, wrestled twice, didn't they? They twice, did, yeah. two in a row. And I think, if I'm correct, that was the one where, where Taker did the tope where they yeah, had the cameraman yeah, yeah. there. I think the, one of them was CM Punk, wasn't it, or something like that? Was it really? I, I didn't know I'm that. Just, I love making, it. I'm making it up. I don't know. You're high. <laughs> I, won't be needing your, I won't be needing your stash to talk about wrestling. 
No, well, I, as I was telling you during the break, I'm, I'm, I'm such a dork. I'd buy the channel just to see the old 70s TV tapings yeah. where you'd see Bob Backlund versus some hairy jobber with a concave chest and who couldn't take uh, a simple three-quarter roll. Or I want to watch like WCW Saturday Night if they ever put that up. Amen to that, yes. Amen to that. crappy years, like yeah, some, years. Some fun Hacksaw Duggan yeah, uh, action Yeah, I remember there. like people, like we were getting very nostalgic online mm-hmm. about that stuff and a lot of people forget how good how much fun that show was compared to like nitro and thunder how bad it was (laughs) you know one of the things i really liked about that show and and again this is being an older person is it reminded me of what wrestling was like when i watched it when i was a kid how you turned on saturday night wrestling it wasn't like you're watching every pay-per-view or it's just saturday night wrestling's on i like that thing where they would open the doors like the the Mm -hmm. space like they were coming out of a spaceship. <laughs> exactly, like, the uh, big futuristic yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you just see it as like, oh god, come on. Or like, <laughs> uh, and then you would see the backstage, and the backstage would just be a normal backstage. Like, I think that was the one time they showed backstage was um when they were. It was either when Hacksaw Jim Duggan mm-hmm. was um trying to collect the TV title or something from the trash. It. And then there was another time where it was the Armstrongs trying to check on Brad Armstrong. He, he was so fun. Yeah. I don't care what era of Hacksaw Duggan it was. He was horrible in the rain, though. Like, like but that. he was fun. Yeah. He was fun. Yeah. It's like... I actually dug post-cancer Hacksaw Jim Duggan was fun. Mm-hmm. That was like that was the WCW Saturday Night like, like run. Yes. Yeah. No, I, he, he's one of those guys... Well, he's one of those examples that I talk about, like... You know, especially as I get older and I see more people like my age kind of hobbling around or saying, you know, oh, I I was an indie worker for 15 years. I have to get back surgery. I have to get a new replacement. I have much more of an appreciation of people who could slap on a headlock and get that over for three or four minutes before going into a high spot. And that's one of the things I liked about Duggan. Yeah, his matches were pretty simple things. Yeah. But I was always entertained, but, even when I was a wrestling snob but back a, in the eighties. And 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 when you meet people who started watching wrestling in the nineties, mm-hmm. who thought he was like crap, and then you tell them, "No, you should watch his mid south stuff," and they're like, "Oh my I god, this guy's his, amazing!" And and it's not that he didn't work hard; he worked hard in mid south, but it's not like he was this super diverse guy. He was Hacksaw Duggan. He was just fucking fun. You know, it's funny, like, they're talking about how, all this stuff that they're going to have on the network. Mm-hmm. You know, all these fans are like, oh, sign me up. This is great. And then, like, there's me. who's like, I have that. I have that. <laughs> I ha- I've seen that. I have that. I've seen that. And it's like, oh, crap. But I would probably still sign up because there's so much other stuff. For nine ninety nine. I mean. I think I am, I, I think I am going to get the first six months just... Yeah. I, you know, I usually don't buy into these kinds of things. Because um, you don't but have this time looks fun. Either, like, I don't have time, but this is such a different... Yeah. Well, kind of like the AAA thing. This is something so different. I want to yeah. check it out. I'll probably cancel after yeah. six months. Yeah. Unless it's totally We should bitching. probably talk about um, the sad news. Actually, there was a, 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 there were a couple there of There were several really there were sad stories. During the holidays. Um, Bayaso Coco Blanco passed away. Yes. Which I'm not even sure what he died from, but I know he passed away. It almost seemed like they didn't either. They didn't have the info. Or they didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, because I mean, some guys just die, and you really yeah. don't. I'm sure they mentioned it, but I just can't remember right now. And uh, one of the guys who's been a, a staff member for AAA for years, yeah. uh, Nunez, away. right? Yeah, Jesus. I think his name was Jesus Nunez. Yeah, yeah. Um, he passed away. He was actually what a lot of people don't realize was that he was actually with um, Pena. He with was Pena. his he lover, was, wasn't he? Was he? His, he was his partner for, yeah. for a life partner. And um, 
people never really gra- got that like until like I never knew that yeah, until I heard the story. I actually had heard about it like years ago, like mm-hmm. but it wasn't something I you know when you're not when you're not like really thinking about this stuff. It's not something that's going to like Well, plus plus Antonio Antonio Peña even when they did say something, he was like the Jim Barnett Barnett of the day if somebody got a push, all the uh, pissed and furious would say, "Well, you know how he got that job." Yeah, like especially when you got like Intocable and Right. And well, Nino de la Calle and all those guys that <laughs> immediately people would start right, to that. Right. Like, you, you really don't know because, I mean, you're just making an assumption and don't really know the Exactly. Um, then there was um, Ari El Gato Romero. That's the away. one that, that yeah. in different ways hit, hit both you and me yeah, pretty hard. Yeah, I got the... Actually, I heard from... Um, I can't remember. Somebody met, sent me a... Somebody posted it on Twitter that it passed away. And then um, his his son mm-hmm. sent me a, an email telling me that his his dad had passed away. It was December 29th was when yeah, he passed. Yeah, he, I think, um, he wasn't died from it? cancer. Yeah, no, or, or yeah, you know, pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia, respiratory problems. Because it was liver cancer, wasn't yeah, he's it? Battling cancer. Which one is not an easy one yeah. to beat? That's really uh, that does not have a high survival. They just rate. did a they just did a memorial a tribute show for him on this past Sunday. I heard about that. Yes, I. I um. And and I mean chemo, your immune system is so shot that uh, I was sad to hear it. And uh, what was so special to me about Ari Romero was I remember back in 1989 uh, when Red Bastine was doing the win promotion in San Bernardino. That was when I first knew Conan and uh, who else did like Pat Howard and Dan Farron all had some sort of contact with him and. Uh, I know what your contact was with him. What? You both like to travel to Iran, right? What? Was that was that it? <laughs> Were you his dealer? <laughs> no? <laughs> I, I, admit it, Kurt. Admit I, I, it wait, on I this podcast. It. Okay, okay. I, no? <laughs> I sold him big pens. Yeah. And they didn't leak. That was the best part. None of my pens ever leaked. You know? Uh... I also sold him some Peter North tapes, yeah, but, but never, those leaked. But never, never any pot. <laughs> no, no, oh God, marijuana? No, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get a bong sound effect. So um. <laughs> you just have to go like do a podcast from Conan. Yeah, exactly. Well, I always love how you hear that bong. In, yeah, and I think if I took that bong as often as he did, I would be like slurring my words. Well, worse see, that's than why, that's why when, you, when you hear him tell stories, you can't really get too upset about it. <laughs> It's it's him being high, you know. He's gonna yeah. He's gonna he's gonna say some stuff that he's probably gonna regret. For saying. Christ's sake, yeah. it's marijuana. It's not it's not methamphetamine. It's not pharmaceuticals which are killing people right and left. It's <laughs> marijuana, which should okay. Never Kurt, back to your story. Oh, don't don't Christ. don't go on your Jim Cornette type of rant on the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I'm, I'm going on my uh, my uh, Griggs and Timothy Leary uh, soapbox here. Legalize it. That's all I'm gonna say, and I'll move on. No, uh. The day we met Ari Romero was actually a really special day. It was uh, Pat Hoed and uh, Fizzy and Steve Gerber and I all did the Viva La Lucha newsletter. And Steve Gerber is another person we lost in 2013, Jeez. sadly. Um, but Did you remind Dan Farron? <laughs> Did you remind Dan? Dan Farron? told uh, that's how yeah, I found out okay. about it. Was our from? No, I mean, you, did you have to remind Dan Farron afterwards? Remember when he was talking about how so many people passed away? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> yes, remind, that's right. Did you remind him on, on that one too? Oh, that's right. I, 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 I add an extra. Yeah, for the people listening, 
uh, Dan was saying, wow, four people who kind of like were I either knew or you know looked up to just passed away in a few days' time. I'm going, oh, yeah, that one baseball player from the Orioles goes, okay, five. You had to remind me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's all about. Yeah. No, anyway, uh, uh, so it was Pat Howard, Steve Gerber, Fizzy, and I would go to San Bernardino Arena for the wind tapings, and... Uh, what was really cool is when we did that newsletter, Conan was like totally awesome and would, uh, you know, introduce us to, you know, all the guys, Parata Morgan and all of them. And the first time we went to the wind tapings, we had seen Ari Romero teaming with Crazy 33. Yeah, another good word. Oh my God, that guy was great. What a great heel he was. Yeah. And a few months before that, Steve Gerber and I went to Tijuana and. Uh, we became huge Ari Elgato Romero fans, not even because of his match, but because he was Negro Casas second in a welterweight title match against uh, Tornado Negro, the original Tornado Negro, who is on Facebook, I think it's Tornado Ruiz now. Oh, really? Yeah. Sure, now you got him. He's now a good gonna, worker. His stalkers are going to find him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Or he has such yeah. a cult following. Yes, he has a cult following. They're all stalking him now. <laughs> I, I, the, the one time I actually wrestled on a show he was on, I didn't I didn't have my gear. And Fizzy had his gear, but he couldn't work because he was hurt. So he had, <laughs> he had me these, like, remember the cycling trunks are fashionable for wrestlers in yeah, the yeah, early yeah. 90s? But they were like... Like leopard spots, oh, and I said, "Well, I guess." And and so I'm in the dressing room, and Tornado Negro looks at me and goes, "Oh, Conan," and I just looked at him offended and said, "No, Conan Cito, thank you very much." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the story of the match was uh, uh, there were no seconds in, the, in their corners. At least I don't think there was. Maybe there were seconds, but Ari Romero came out as Negro Casas' special, you know, unapproved, unofficial second. Mm -hmm. And think of it, Ari Romero and Negro Casas, two of the funniest tricksters in wrestling. Guys who are just plain funny. Yeah. And Aro's harassing of Tornado Negro and coaching Negro Casas, Casas gets the first fall. And it looks like Tornado Negro is going to go down two straight falls. When who runs out to his aid to be his unofficial second, but Perro Aguayo. Oh, wow. And one, the place popped insanely because yeah. it was Perro Aguayo. And he cheers Tornado Negro on to kick Costas' ass in that second fall. And after Costas loses the fall... Ari Romero was throwing a fit, screaming at the referee. It's a misjustice. It's, a, it's, an, <laughs> it's an injustice. It's an injustice. And Casas has his head bowed like a pouty child with the boo-boo lip and everything. Yeah. And as Romero is shouting at the referee, Casas taps Romero on the shoulder. And he looks sad. He just points to the dressing room like, I want to go back. I don't want to wrestle anymore. <laughs> And, and Romero looks at him like, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? And it was, you know, we, we couldn't even hear what they were saying. Yeah, just yeah. They, just the, the way they were doing you it. You didn't even, yeah, you didn't even need to hear what they were yeah. saying. And, it, and uh, I became, and I think Steve became a huge Romero fan just because of that. And 
Tornado Negro beats Negro Casas, gets the title, and then later that night, Romero and Aguayo are involved in a six-man. Mm-hmm. And you can see what's coming is uh, Romero just uh, destroys Aguayo and splits him open and as Aguayo does. Yeah, your typical Aguayo match. <laughs> yeah, he's the, king, he's the king of blood and sympathy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, Conan introduced us to Romero because when we went to the wind tapings that second time, we said we would love to, one, we just want to meet Romero, and two, we'd love to interview this guy. And uh, so Conan actually went up to him and introduced us all and told him what we were doing. And I'll never forget it. uh, Romero says, okay, you might excuse my English is not that good. But then as he starts talking... His English was great. I mean, it was very heavy accent, yeah, but yeah. no mistaking what he's saying. And uh, he was a very, he was really, really nice to us. I mean, we were just a bunch of newsletter geeks. And uh, what was, you know, what kind of moved us even more is if we would see him a few months later, like at Auditorio Tijuana. Yeah, I mean, he just welcome you like old friends. Really, wow. that kind. Of, I mean, very nice. And then every that was when I talked to Conan on a regular basis, and every now and then he says, "Oh, Ari wanted me to tell you guys hi and just how you guys are doing and stuff." And oh, cool. So, so he he looked like a really fun person. Um, and the other reason it's really special is that one day at San Bernardino Arena, I met a whole slew of people who. Uh, I am friends with today. Like obviously, I already knew Pat, Steve, and Fizzy. But on that day, I met Dan Farron, Mary Lou Farron, Danny Wolf, Gary Sparrow, Johnny Legend. That's how long you've known Sparrow? Yes. Wow. He's been. Uh, he's been. Uh, how do you say? Danny Wolf sidekick for many, many, <laughs> many, many years. Who did I, I met Greg Regalado? Who I did you meet Augie that day too? Or Augie's no, I met. I, when did I meet Augie? I could, I could imagine Augie being there and like talking about <laughs> what you guys were wearing that day. He'd remember. Just, he I, would I just, remember. He I would. Just, he would. I'll just leave it at that because he's, he's he's a fun funny. He's guy. a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like you're wearing that same yeah. thing that you yeah, wore yeah, twenty yeah. years yeah. ago. Do you ever wash it? Yeah, I just don't want to mention <laughs> who he would say that. No, nah, no, nah, we'll skip yeah. that part. But that nah, was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought we should have said, said post show. But yeah, Greg Regalado, um, who was, uh, I, I think he works for UPS now, and uh, would love to know what he's doing. Greg Regalado. Dan Farron grew up to become MPW champion. That's right, and yeah. champion and yes. commissioner at the <laughs> same time. He retired. Greg Regalado was an awesome, awesome worker, despite the fact that I was the first one to train him. He still turned out <laughs> to be a great, great, I mean, a natural. I'm glad he didn't get in the business. Did you scream at him when he screwed up? What's that? Did you scream at him when he screwed I don't up? I never did. No? Because you know how volatile and hot-tempered yeah. I am, yeah. you know? No! Don't do it like that! that! Bring out a ruler and slap you know? Yeah. I didn't even scream at Physico when I was first training him, and he did a slap that damn near broke did my jaw. Did you like training did you like training people, or was it just something you just did? I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it, especially with somebody who was new and, you know, I don't think I'd like to train somebody who wanted to really, really get in the business, because I don't think I'd... So you haven't thought of starting Vandal Drummond's oh, hell no. wrestling school? Hell no. One... School, school, I, of, school of soft mm-hmm. kicks. <laughs> soft kicks, light working, yeah. uh, you know... How, how to get by <laughs> with the basics. 
I wouldn't have hardcore matches. I'd have softcore matches yeah. where you beat each other with Nerf uh, yeah. bats and that kind of thing. And, you know, you smack each other politely, you know? You'd have mirrors so everybody could do promos. Yes. Like, Tom Lehrer, yeah. uh, you know, let's yeah. fight fiercely yeah. Harvard. Let's fight fiercely. Yeah, re- re- poetry. <laughs> no, I love teaching Mexican style because I was... T- trained lucha style and i love showing other people what i knew mm-hmm. i could only teach them the very basics and then but like both fizzy and greg would start going to the classes taught by like chacal rivera and those guys and um you know and then they were like man what is kurt teaching us yeah <laughs> why are we bothering with why him bothering with kurt? <laughs> no but but at first fizzy didn't know because fizzy's a little dude but he's a lot stronger you didn't think of becoming the Mur- murciélago the diablo velasco of um <laughs> los angeles <laughs> That thing crossed your mind. Oh right? God, I'd probably be more like the spaceman Frank Hickey of Los Angeles. <laughs> I think that's you more think apt. Diablo Velasco, Kurt Brown, <laughs> trainer to the stars. You could add like John and Melo Cena. Diablo Brown, jo- John Cena, Samoa Joe, yeah. Christopher Daniels, Superboy. All yeah. these guys that you you could have trained. When I enter, I, I introduced Dave Meltzer to Conan and Tijuana, uh-huh. and I said. Said, uh, you know, I said, hey, Conan, this is a Hemelo Diablo number three. And Conan just <laughs> laughed. And, and Dave, he didn't get the joke at first until I uh, sent him a photo from Cauliflower. And I put a goatee on him like the uh, Hemelo oh, Diablo. And he got a kick out of that. Oh, jeez. Um, but, you know, R- Romero. Uh, He's the guy you watched wrestle like long before that, didn't you, on television? I first saw him in 1979. He wrestled in L.A. And you can find stuff of him I on YouTube. A, I have a video. I think that's the one I have. That's the on one YouTube. of him in Coloso Colosetti? Yeah, I think that's the one that's... You know what was really fun about watching him in 1979 was... Well, is interesting. He had a full yeah, head of yeah, hair. he had a lot of hair. And he was a baby face. And he didn't have um, facial hair. hair no either. facial hair. Yeah. Uh, and when he was in there with American-style wrestlers... He wasn't bad, but you could tell he was very... He's still new. Yeah. I don't know when he started wrestling. I think somebody said it was... Mid-70s, probably. Early 70s. Yeah. I mean, he was green, but he you could tell he was good. But what was really fun is when he'd wrestle somebody like Coloso Colosetti, or there's a specific match I remember in San Bernardino in December of that year where he teamed with Ryuma Go against uh the twin devils oh really and it was really fun because the twin devils in that match wrestled straight mexican style and even though you saw a lot of mexican wrestlers you didn't see like pure mexican style mat work in high spots and it was really fun to i'll never forget it they uh romero did a sequence with one of uh the gemelos and it's just a beautiful sequence you could tell he was definitely following their lead that he was being mentored but i'll never forget after uh, it was a combination of some mat work and a couple of high spots out of the turnbuckles and just the whole place erupted in applause he he looked like he was a good worker from at 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 a young age he was yeah Yeah. totally totally because i remember when i saw the video i was like hey i i think i even call i think we talked that mm -hmm. i didn't know ari romero wrestled here at a young age and you were the one that was telling me about that. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Because my first experience seeing Ari Romero was in Juarez. Well, that was a surprise. The next time I saw him was in 1981 when uh, they were... I forget who was running. Somebody was running at the Olympic regularly. Uh-huh. In fact, that was the promotion. Remember a few years ago on YouTube when they uh, somebody oh, uploaded... Jelly beans? 
Jelly Beans. Yeah. Yes, he uploaded some matches that See, actually and, aired on TV. And I think I told, I showed you that 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 email I got mm-hmm. or that message I got. I can now understand why Jelly Beans would take that. That's yeah, like, yeah. Like if you think if there's probably some are, indie moron yeah, who, who saw himself on there wanted to cut yeah, of, of of YouTube dollars, YouTube pesos, and I can picture it's some dork who says, "Hey, you know these people who put videos on YouTube are making millions of dollars, yeah. and we're not getting anything." You, all you have to do is look at the view count, and if it's not getting a lot of idiots. views, you're not making any money. Goddamn idiots! Yeah. And it's a shame. I really wish I, I, I think I only saved. To, I think I only saved like a, a, something like with. I think it was like a Budokan on it. Oh, no way. And I was like, why am I... Not Al Marietta. It had to be Budokan. You had to say Budokan and not Al Marietta. (laughs) Well, we met... Because I met Budokan, so I remember him. (laughs) Yeah, actually a very nice guy. He is really nice. He is a good guy. Uh, But... Back to 81. Back to 81. I remember, uh, you know, they they were drawing really well. They had TV on Channel 18. At the Olympic. Uh, they ran on Channel 18, which isn't one of the stronger channels, but still uh, several thousand people every Friday. Wow. Yeah, they for what they had, they do really well. And I remember there was a six-man tag, and Kung Fu was on the Technicalist team, and I saw the name Ari Romero, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I haven't seen him in ages. And that was the first time I saw him with the uh, shaved head. And he must have just lost his hair, his hair in a Puestas match because uh, when he got in there, everybody was rubbing his head and he was <laughs> grinning like it was really funny. But he was still kind of young, though. He was young. Yeah. It was the first time I saw him as a heel. And boy, did, was he more fitting in that role. And what I'll never forget is Kung Fu had the ninchunks and this beautiful demonstration with his ninchunks. And... Ari Romero puts his hands out. Ah, ah, ah. Here, give me those ninchucks. I'll show you how it's done. And he does a couple of really nice flips and then just bashes himself in the head <laughs> and takes a bump for himself. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, my God, I would never guess this is the Romero from two years ago who was the very... I mean, he looked like very... Yeah, he looked like he was nervous. Like, he was like yeah. a young guy. He looked... Because is the match that you have up the one of him against Colosetti? I think it is that one. I'm, I can't remember. Yeah. Because I, I know I have a match with I recommend him. watching it. It's worth yeah. checking out. But um, but he, uh, I mean, he... He's, in, in Juarez, he just completely changed to being like this like this evil heel. Like, just an absolute vicious... In fact, I want you to take over take over on that. But the first thing I want to say is when we interviewed him that time, uh-huh. he, he credited Gory Guerrero as being the person... Who brought out his? How would you say his inner Rudo? Well, and you kind of figure because he was he was with um, Cavernario Galindo and all those guys. He yes. Was the one that... And I'll never forget the way he told us. I guess he went to war when Guerrero was promoting. Did Guerrero promote Juarez or was yeah, it Juarez in El Paso? With um, oh, so I was right in both Gory, times. Gory, it was split between him and Terry Funk because Terry Funk, the Funk brothers. I mean, not not Terry, the mm-hmm. Funk family. They right. ran Amarillo. And then they also oh, ran on West Texas, okay. but then they it was it was with Corey Guerrero, and then Corey Guerrero took over. Afterwards. So when Dan did our Dan and I did our little short podcast right after he passed away, I, I was right both times. I said I couldn't remember if he promoted in El Paso or Juarez. I was right on both. Yeah, huh? it was both. But it, it became more Juarez than El Paso afterwards. Gotcha. As the years went on, it was more Juarez. <clears throat> but. He said that I guess he went there initially as a babyface, and he said Gory Guerrero just shook his head at him and says, "says No, you're not a Technico. You know why?" And he says, "Why is that? You have a son of a bitch face." Yes. 
And I yeah. just love the way. I hope I have a tape well, somewhere. See, there, the way there, he said it. There's so many like like wrestlers, and I, I think that's what's missing with with a lot of wrestling that they let the wrestlers decide what they're going to be, or they have or somebody yeah. picks the wrong thing. There's some guys, or they have them wrestle a certain style that's not equipped yeah, to them. And you look at these guys like this guy should be a heel, or like this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, we're talking about Volador Jr. Volador Jr. should be a heel. I don't care if he's the, the, a good-looking dude. He's got a heel look to him. I agree. I agree. He's not a baby face. And, and like we said, Casas probably could be a baby face because he's a, he's a, he's a legend already. Yeah. See, he, I, I, I think there's the Ric Flair syndrome with Casas. Is, but Casas is really good no matter what. Well, he's good he no matter what, but nobody's going to ever hate him again. Yeah. No matter what mean, he does. He just commits a foul and the fans cheer for him because he's like... Because that's the way he is. He knows yes. How, I, that's yes. what he is. When we saw, when I saw that match of him just making the ring entrance when he wrestled Teton, yeah. I just thought, damn, this guy still has Did it. Did you see the, the Torneo um, Cibernetico? No. The the ones leading the land of... No. no. Didn't see any of those. <laughs> they have Averno. Talk about a guy who's a heel. Mm-hmm. Averno. They're introducing the heels to one song. So all the heels have to walk in line. So the first guy coming in is, Aver- I think he might be the first or second guy, is Averno. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the slowest walk to the ring. Really? Because like, like... He he's doing the whole, like, being oh. <laughs> Just really slowly. So it's He's it, milking it. Yeah, it's hilarious. That's and awesome. everybody else is in the back, like, just walking to the game. <laughs> They're like, dude, hurry up. That's hilarious. And so it's like, when is the show going to start? Because this guy's walking so slow. Picture Benny Hill beating him yeah, in a foot there's, race. There's, there's a lot of guys. In, like, we were just watching Niebla Roja and... Um, Fantastic Amanian. Yes, he didn't. I mean, he looked very generic as a as a, a babyface, but as a heel, he actually shows a little more like than he, than he did as a as a, the way he works. He works better as a heel. Yeah, and you know, uh, problem is there's a lot it, of guys who aren't very good. And on the flip side, I've seen so many guys, and I'm talking indie guys. I'm not talking you know guys in CMLL, but everybody so badly wants to be a heel that there are people who are natural faces who should embrace it and it's like it almost seems like a bratty kid saying i want to be the bad guy i yeah. want to have you know but so so i was t- I, I was talking about romero and his son of a bitch face and so that's a perfect segue to cuz you saw Romero early as a wrestling fan when you were yeah a when I was, fan. when I was a little kid he was one of the guys I actually enjoyed watching wrestling because I think I think at the time I was watching you know El Paso had a lot of um, wrestling in the mid seven and mid eighties mm-hmm. so you had mid south wrestling you had um, WWF which is now WWE um, NWA we even had Florida for a bit for like a month we, we did Florida, too at one point which was which was cool cause, but you know it's weird because I didn't get Kevin Sullivan when he was a heel. I got him when he was a heel, but still, like, a crazy heel. Like, right. he was losing his mind. Remember, he would, he would do the whole Bobby Jack window. Yes. All these weird yes. stuff. And it, it was, like, talking about Black Jack Mulligan. And it was, like, this weird... <coughs> it was a weird... It wasn't Kevin Sullivan the devil. Mm-hmm. So, I think the heel I was more, most, like, into was Ric Flair. But Ric Flair wasn't, like, a... Ric Flair was, like, a... You know, a, a, a very classy-looking heel. Yeah. So then, And that was also at the point where Ric Flair was a cuddly heel. Nobody really hated yeah, him. Yeah, and he was the, the horsemen. Horsemen were really cool yeah. back then. But then you had, um, you had um, I, we also got Lucha. So we're getting um, Arena Mexico or Arena Coliseo. And the other show would be um, Juarez, mm-hmm. which looked like this. It looked, it looked, like, it looked like, like if you watched it compared to now, you'd be like, man, that place looks like a dump. Because it looked like, it would just look really like, 
you know, they would show backstage interviews. Like wrestling was yeah, back then. Yeah, in the showers yeah. and stuff like that. And you're like, man, this looks like a dump. Like whether it was San Bernardino or a sportatorium. You yeah, know, you, you these would, places that were famous, you hear about what dives they You would be worried were. about, like, it getting an infection at these shows. Exactly. Like, like, just watching it. Or getting mugged by one of the female prostitutes yeah, outside. but it, the sleaziness of it looks so cool. Like, because I, I grew up... I a, loved it. I, I loved a, it. I was a Mid-South fan, so I was yeah. used to the whole UWF thing, like, barbed wire cage matches and, like, all this crazy shit that would happen, like... Guys jumping guys as they're walking to the ring. To me, it was all about the fight, the good versus evil. Yeah. I want to see this guy get his butt kicked because he's been mean. And that's what Juarez was. And then you had Ari Romero, who was actually like this. He was probably the best heel at that time for as without a manager, just just a heel like who knew how yeah. to work the crowd. He was the my favorite. Like he was the regular guy. I would see him all the time on that show. It's just great. Like, was this when he was feuding with Eddie Guerrero? He was feuding with all the Guerreros, but at at that point, it was Eddie Guerrero. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He was feuding with Eddie Guerrero because all the girls, you know, Chavo was in um, UWF. Hector, I think, was in Memphis. Okay. Uh, Mondo was in LA. Because mm-hmm. I think Mondo was the one that <laughs> Mondo was the easiest to get, and he was like the one I couldn't stand watching <laughs> for whatever reason. Mondo, and he's a good wrestler. He is. He is. I always thought of him as um, um, Chich Marin. He has a similar. I've heard other people yeah, say so, that. So I was like, man, this is like, and I was a bitch. I was a big Cheech and Chong fan. So, so same here. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't mind it, but it just it was kind of weird to see a guy who looked like Cheech Marin wrestling. <laughs> was like, whereas Chavo was like, you see him breaking out to the Mexican American song. Yeah, and then Chavo was awesome because he he was like the only Mexican in the America wrestling, yeah. doing all these cool spots, doing the Huracarana and all this stuff. I never fully appreciated Mondo until I actually saw him. Uh, 20 something years ago just one night in Tijuana it wasn't any really big show uh-huh. but he was wrestling as a heel and it was so strange because his total facial expression changed and you would swear he was channeling his dad his his facial yeah. expression yeah. looked like Gory Guerrero and I thought holy shit this guy should have been a heel all along and you know it's and I, I thought stopping facetious I really mean he was a good fu- heel it, it's funny because you have fans who think oh because Whenever people would ask us who was the best Guerrero, mm-hmm. Mando's usually the last one that we yeah. mentioned. But it's not that he's the worst. I mean, being the last in the Guerrero family isn't like the worst thing in the world. I mean, it's it, a big difference yeah. than saying uh, you're Ejo del Solitario. Yeah, or, it's, or, it's, it's or you're, you're, um, you're, well, yeah, him. Being the worst, being the worst, being, being, Archie Niebles Jr. Exactly. You're not, you know, you're not or, or being like, the worst in the Guerrero family is still being better than most yeah, wrestlers. Yeah, most, most, most wrestlers nowadays. But, um, it, it was basically Eddie feuding with him, but then mm-hmm. you also had Conan coming in at yes. the time. So Conan would start feuding with him. So it was basically Conan and Eddie feuding with them. And then you had like all these other guys who would come in from like Mexico City. You'd have Mel Mascaras come in. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like this, all these, it was like the, all the top stars, and he was the main heel that they would feud, feud with. So you'd have all these bloodbath matches with him cutting himself up. And, right. And he'd have a fork and he'd like lick the, the blood off of the I never fork saw and that. Like that. Oh. He did this one promo where he, he had a fork. I think, I can't remember who he was feuding with. It had to be Paraguay or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And, or Eddie or one of those guys. And he's licking the fork off like the, the Whoa. Off the fork. And I was like, oh man, that's... I don't think I even it was a, saw... It was, a promo. it was really good. It was a really good promo. I... They did really good promos on that show. Like, what I will never forget, because I, I saw a handful of the Juarez, which I believe was from 80... I don't know if it was 88 or 89. It had to be 88, 89, okay. that time. What I remember is, you know, he was a musician. Yeah. Good one, too. And he wrote some song. 
you know, my Spanish, horrible, but I could tell the yeah, song. Yeah, was ripping on the girl. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty much a song talking about how he loves to kick the girl's ass. And in the background, you just see all these scenes of him, like, blindsiding Eddie in the locker room. Did you see that video that I posted? Up? They they did an interview with Eddie Guerrero, like, in 1990 or 91. No. Where he's talking about his favorite opponents, and mm-hmm. he mentioned Ari Romero. Did he really? Yeah. It's like wow. this, but it's it's done in Juarez, so he's talking about yeah. like, the history of Juarez. Now, was Crazy Thirty Three out of that? Yeah, he was in that. He okay. was part of uh, Ari Romero's clique. I always mm. thought that was funny because it was Ari Romero and the Crazy Crazy Thirty Three and Crazy Thirty Two. Mm-hmm. There was a guy named Rio Imperial who looked like just some random dude Mexican out of the dude. crowd. Yeah, just like he had like he had like he looked like a he looked like a normal guy. You know, like when you look at these guys. You, you're when you're watching American wrestling, you're seeing these guys larger than life, mm-hmm. and then you're watching Juarez Lucha, and it's like Ryan Parial, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> just like the, some random, but he could work. He was a, it was really fun to watch. Fishman was act, actually Fishman was the other guy who was feuding with all those guys at that time. Oh, really? He was a huge. Cobarde was feuding with Ari too. At, I think that ah. might have been the feud because Cobarde would work as a heel sometimes. I enjoyed Cobarde, and then he would turn into into a. I'm talking about the Cobarde, the second one. The second one, yeah. Because the first one, I didn't, I never saw. I actually apparently I, he was really good too. I saw him. He in that year 1981 when uh, you know they were promoting at the Olympic. Yeah. He was on almost every show, and uh, I, I remember. Well, it was Tom Hankins and uh, Ed Daniels who wrestled as his brother. They just said, "Are we watching like a Mexican Terry Funk here?" You know, yeah, they, he was really. They good. just. I heard. I heard it was really good. He was great, and I, I'll never forget just what a shocker it was because this was 1981, and then early in 1983, I go down to town to get a boxy lucha on the cover. It just says Descanse and Pasel Cobarde. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, I, you know, I never met the guy, but I just. You know, I'd seen him live so many times. I got to see him work with Tony Rocco. And wow. anybody who has seen Tony Rocco, who was a really stiff, you know, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but somebody who loved to work stiff. And so he and Cobarde worked beautifully together. Somewhere I have a photo of uh, Rocco suplexing him. Oh, really? It's That's one cool. of the best action shots I've ever oh, taken. Cool. Yeah, so so the other one was his brother, the Cobarde. Mm-hmm. That guy was actually pretty good, too. I mean, I. I think I, th- I thought he was a good heel. Yeah, I think I think what happened with a lot of the yeah he was a much better heel because he would feud with yeah. Fishman a lot. He would feud a lot with yeah. Fishman. Was he the one? Was he married? They was it a- Vicky Carranza? He was married to. I think so. Yeah, they had a feud where um, they it was who was the best in Mac and Juarez. Mm-hmm. That was their feud. Like every once in a while, That's they would cool. have a feud. Like kind of like the Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee type. Right, of right. They would feud over who was king. Ongoing of that, rivalry yeah, and occasion. Yeah, they'd so make peace. They make peace and they get along. That's but cool. I, I mean, Fishman. I remember when when the internet started. What I mean is, it still working? No, just checking the time. <laughs> yeah, making certain yeah. it's still working. I, For those of you, the little uh, faceplate on our little MP3 recorder is not well lit, so I have to look really closely <laughs> at it. We're gonna need to get like some. Uh, plus, I'm fifty, almost fifty-two, so I have to raise my glasses like an old man because it's harder to read smaller writing now. And, oh, jeez! I'm gonna get my life alert system. But I remember when Fishman went. When I would talk to people who didn't watch Fishman. From you know they watch him from different parts or like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like man, Fishman sucked. And I was like, no man, he was really good in the in the in the eighties. He was really yeah. good. He was very good. Plus he had a cool mask. I mean he he had one of the cooler looking masks. Yeah. I mean I I think the name a lot of people got thrown off by the name because they thought Fishman. That's a oh, it totally name. blew my mind. But then the when first you see the mask, it. you're like, holy shit, that mask is pretty awesome. And I had the great fortune of when I saw him work, I 
uh, saw him work in, uh, again, 1981, but for the LaBelle promotion, yeah. he worked with Pero Aguayo. See, there's another. And it was right after Pero Aguayo did a Rudo turn, and at first it was... They had a great rivalry, those two guys. They did. And I, I, I think, and the funny part is, I think, was that Fishman, I think, was godparents to Aguayo's kids, or vice versa, I can't remember yeah, which. Yeah, they have a bunch of those. Like, yeah. Well, I know, uh, like, I know, like, the whenever they would mention the Giannis family being affiliated with the Guerreros... Right, and I was like, I don't get. It. And then I remember, oh yeah, Javier Yanez used to wrestle all the time. In yes, Paris. yes. Yeah, I was like, I was like, yeah, he did wrestle quite a bit. I, but what I, oh God, what I, at first I thought it was going to be comical because Pero Aguayo made his debut when he wrestled Chino Cho, and Aguayo just did this great performance where he just he just destroyed Cho yeah. and Cho's I mean, Cho was past his prime then. Then. And probably should have been about ready to hang it up, but still, I gotta say, Cho sold for him like he was killed, and Cho was like on top in LA at the time. And I guess all the Latino fans—I didn't know it at the time—but they all knew that the two of them were really close friends. And Fishman runs into the ring and like runs in between Chino Cho and Paraguay, and he looks dramatically at Chino Cho, then looks at Paraguay like, "What are you doing?" Like. <laughs> Peril, mi amigo? And Aguayo looks at him, and it, I think they were, they must have been having fun, because yeah. it looks almost like they weren't even taking it seriously. Where Aguayo shakes his head and scowls, goes, No, no, somos amigos. And then Fishman is like doing this dramatic silent yeah. movie star, like his heart is broken. Aguayo was the most entertaining guy, just like he when, they, when they would so bring fucking him in awesome. tours. Him and the Brassos were so much fun to watch. God, they were great. Yeah. And then and then the following weeks, they had a program. I think it was just like two matches, but God damn, did they work. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, in fact, uh, you know, leave it to the LaBelles to, uh, or Mike LaBelle, I shouldn't put it on Gene, but leave it to Mike LaBelle to try to, like, ruin something good. They had one of their matches be, like, European style, where it was, like, five-minute rounds. So in between each round, they'd have to sit on a bench yeah. while their second towels them off. Guy's <laughs> like, "What the fuck are we doing?" <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'll never forget the, the, the guy I used to know named Bobby Lane was seconding Aguayo, and I'll never forget him, you know, kind of for dramatic fanning off uh, Aguayo in between rounds. And Aguayo just breaks out into this grin and is laughing and says something to Bobby, and I see Bobby trying to try to <laughs> trying not to laugh and. Uh, um, I, I I always wonder what Aguayo said. I'm he must have been like, "What the fuck are you guys?" Doing? Yeah, like, what what is this? Yeah. And I'll never forget talking to Lane afterwards. Says, "You know that thing with the rounds was stupid, but I had a fun time doing it." Well, you know the rounds <laughs> thing is actually pretty entertaining. Like when they when, if you watch the British wrestling stuff. Well, here's here's what's weird is, I uh, the first time I went to a live match, I was thrown off because they said thirty minute time limit. I'm like, what? Because all TV wrestling on Channel 13. rounds. Yeah, one fall, Australian style, one fall, four rounds. And so I actually liked it. That's what I grew to know as wrestling. Yeah. So the first time I saw a non-Michael LaBelle show was on, uh, and this was when LaBelle was actually really, really good. And I think in 81 they were trying to revive the old European thing, but it didn't cut the mustard anymore. Did they bring in any European guys? Salvatore Belomo, the ma- the ma- the master Adams. <laughs> Chris Adams, but Salvatore Belomo, the master of Italian leg wrestling. Oh, like wasn't that Cal Rudman said something <laughs> like that? What, what, oh, European leg wrestling. Uh, did yeah. they bring in uh, Stephen Wright and all those guys? But in '74 they did. They did. Wow. Yeah, but it was actually perfect for Channel 13 because he didn't do any of this nonsense about like 
Okay, we'll come back to this match after commercial. What they say being end of the round, we'll next round after the commercial. And it actually worked quite well. That would work now with all the commercials that they play on. Um, <laughs> they should do it. I think it's so retarded saying we'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Uh, you know, can you imagine watching a football game? Somebody's about to catch the, a pass. And the bell rings. Here's a message from Gillette. You know what I hate? Like, the last time they, I was watching uh, the Raw, mm-hmm. they were doing, um, they, you know they promote the app? Yeah. Well, usually when wrestling goes to commercial breaks, there's usually nothing going on. Well, this time they actually had them do stuff during to sell the app. They actually had to uh-huh. do stuff. It's like it's like holy shit. Now I got to get the app. Not that I'm gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. I don't really need it. How much more wrestling do you really need off of an internet like an app type of thing? You know, I, I don't have to watch it on my. I, I, I'm patient enough. I can go home and watch it on YouTube. Yeah, in yeah, the th- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fine watching Tercera Caída and yeah. CMLL and AAA every once in a while. Yeah, that's yeah. when you have only so many hours. Believe me, if I didn't have to work, I'd be watching so much wrestling, it was scary. Conan asked me if I watched Hero, Heroes and Mortales. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> I, was, I was worried about it when he was talking to me. I was like, he asked me if I watched it. I go, yeah, I watched Heroes and Mortales. <laughs> I, oh, I want to watch it more because the, the one time I did watch it a few months no, I'm back. I'm just glad you picked the, the show I actually watched. That's why. <laughs> that that, did point. I ever tell you about the first time I ever talked to him on the phone? What? Well, he what under- did you call him on the phone? Because I called him Conan. I was like, I'm like, no, oh. here's the thing is. Uh, I, I feel uncomfortable he calling him. He was K-Dog. a Tijuana guy. You know what? I, I feel uncomfortable calling him K Dog. I would too. I call him Conan. Even if he asked me to call him K Dog, I think I'd still call him yeah, Carlos Conan. or Conan or yeah. whatever. Or I could call him Carlos if I knew him, but I know, I know him as Conan. I, I, mean, w- I, I wouldn't. It's like it's like uh, Ricky Ataki. It took me a while to call him anything other than Ricky Ataki. Yeah, I still call him Ricky Ataki because yeah. I know it, it frustrates him. <laughs> he tries to get Lauren Miyaki put on his cauliflower alley badge. But oh, they, really? <laughs> they won't do it. They keep doing Ricky Ataki. Yeah, I think uh, the only wrestler I call by name is you mm-hmm. and um, Jeff. Yeah, only true. Because everybody else I know true. has super... I the, only, the only thing I wouldn't call a Conan is Charlie Barbarian. He might kick my ass if I called him that. <laughs> you know, no, I, what it was was he was a Tijuana boy. Yeah. Nobody ever wrote about it. This was before when. Yeah. So nobody had writ, written about him in the newsletters. And the very first trip we went to in Tijuana was Conan, Asai, and Lismark against Negro Casas, Os Charo, and Indio Yori. Damn. And I remember seeing Conan just thinking, oh, this should be great. Big muscle head bodybuilder. But didn't you think, like, he wasn't the type of guy that you thought, oh, this guy's going to suck. But you thought, this guy has star potential. Well, before I saw Because it's kind of weird. Like, I remember... But see, I just saw him in the ring and just thought, oh, bodybuilder, this is going to be fun. So you were at that stage where you're just like a... You were a a smart... Yeah, exactly. A smart pen. I mean, yeah, but... You were like, oh, God, this guy's But as soon as he started working, I went, wait, holy shit, this guy actually wrestles like i was picturing yeah, power moves because when i started watching he did a tope that first yeah night. when i started watching him was about the time when i was starting to figure out i wasn't i, I wasn't smart to the business but i kind of knew the difference between a good wrestler and a bad wrestler what i liked and what mm-hmm. i didn't like like to me macho man randy savage and ricky steamboat was what I, rick flair arn anderson rock and roll express fantastics that's what i would watch i yeah. wouldn't watch hulk hogan and like i i, I would still watch that because i i'm entertained by that stuff that's yeah. the problem I'm very entertained in pro wrestling. Like there isn't one particular thing that I like. Oh, same here. There's it's it. It could be like the most, like it could be. It could be like you have to be really shitty for me to hate. Not watch. Oh, totally, it. totally. Like and that's what's really depressing. Like if you're really bad and I don't like you, then you're yeah. probably not going to make. It hey, and I'm a guy. I'm a guy who loved the '80s. Or you're going to be great, Kali, and have a prosperous career. 
<laughs> you know. But um, uh, but so so back then, I'm I was when I was watching horrors and like Ari Romero, mm-hmm. Ari Romero to me was amazing. Yes. And then you had Conan, and I was like, you know, this guy for all he's a muscle head. But the dude's pretty awesome. I thought he was like I thought he could See, be that's the, what blew the my next mind. male monster. I thought he was going to be like the next male monster, which he came close to being like that level of a yeah. And, and as far as on not so much on the populist level, but on as far as the historian, yeah, historical, wrestling, yeah. the wrestling community, yeah. he's much more respected yeah. than Moscarus. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, no, as, as for as, good reason. Even as a legend, I think he's the top top guy in the business. Yeah, definitely, region. definitely. I mean, well. Loses here's points. here's the thing is we didn't know loses points for being for quitting the dungeon of doom. <laughs> I gotta be honest, you should have stuck longer with the dungeon of doom. All right, I mean, come you're on. right. Okay, how close were we in wrestle? Remember that wrestle reunion while everybody wanted? You're not listening, are you, Conan? Remember when everybody wanted to get the NWO picks with um for wrestle reunion? Yes, and I was like, man, how come we don't get a dungeon of doom? <laughs> They were all there, weren't they? Kevin Sullivan was there. He was there. Yeah, we could have had like a Dungeon of Doom reunion. That would have been great, that would have been actually. Awesome. <laughs> uh, but the, see, the thing is, since he, he, since the name Conan, and even even Asai didn't make the rounds of the newsletters at, yeah. at that time. Uh, it was and, you uh, who got them, the names, right? I, I think I, I remember. Well, what it was I remember calling Dave Meltzer and saying, "There's this guy Asai," and he says. I've seen him. Oh my God, isn't he amazing? He's so underrated. Because that was when, like, he and Costas were in UWA. Yeah, and so they, but fine. they were lower on the card because yeah. all the guys like Fishman were on top yeah. and Connect. Well, and now I told him, there's this guy Conan. He's a bodybuilder, but he actually knows how to work. And he actually did like a well timed. They did that spot where he and Lismark did a double tope. I actually thought he was good. Yeah. Initially. And then he kind of started, like, when he went to WCW and started doing, like, all the, the like, big moves type of stuff, where mm-hmm. he would do the tequila sunrise and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I kind of thought that's when he started dropping off. Yeah. But then I think you also lose a lot of interest in pro wrestling. Well, but also I think he... he also, out on all that stuff. I think he also figured how to get over with the Viva La Rosa stuff. Yeah, and, and that's, that's when... You don't, you don't break your yeah. body as nearly as bad. But here's the thing is, since his name didn't float around the newsletters... I didn't know his name was Charles Ashermov or Carlos Espada. So it's when we first started doing the newsletter, I get a letter from in handwriting saying, saying interested in your newsletter, would love to contribute. Uh, I see a lot of the Tijuana stuff. Oh, wow. Charles Ashermov. And I had a phone number, and I, so I called him and said, oh, hey, cool. I, we, we love the Tijuana wrestling and stuff. And I said, yeah, if you want to send us anything, just, you know, and... You know how he is. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, all right. Now. Well, well, let me tell you something. I said, this guy sounds like a street person. This doesn't sound like a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. And they says, what do you think of the Tijuana boys? And I'm going, uh, I, I mentioned Tornado Negro, uh, Indio Yori. Uh, he goes, what do you think of Conan? And I'm so glad he was a good wrestler because I said, said, well, you know, for a bodybuilder, you know, it looks like he's actually out there busting his ass. I mean, he's green, but he's good. And he goes, oh, okay, good to meet you. I'm Conan. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm so, oh, God, I'm so glad he wasn't like Ultimate Warrior because I would have said, oh, yeah. God, that muscle head dick. What, yeah. what, what? I liked Ultimate Warrior. What are you talking about? Back then in 1987 when it was Dingo Warrior? 86, remember? I only liked it because they called him Dingbat Warrior. I liked him. I liked him as Dingbat. See, that's what I'm talking about when we talk yeah. about wrestling. I was so like, I had no problem liking like really crappy wrestlers as long as they look cool. 
And Dingo Warrior looked cool. Like I'm one of the few people who will admit I liked the Mighty Zulu when I was a kid. I thought he was oh Mighty Zulu. That no, he's wasn't a terror. He, wasn't there another guy afterwards that worked in world class as Zulu? It was him. Like, oh, it was him. It was. Oh, it, yeah. it was. It I remember was, him. I, I was like, dude, what the fuck? He is? sucked. Yeah. But uh, I assume maybe Leo Garibaldi was a booker in L.A. because he knew how to really protect him, and he did the quick win thing with a full Nelson. Yeah. It wasn't half bad on the mic. I will admit that, but he had a great look, and even at the age of thirteen, and. I didn't really understand good workers from bad workers, yeah. 13-year-old kid. I just love bad guy, good good guy. But even I could tell, wow, this guy's cool, but he, he can't do that much. You know who I really hated? The Simpson brothers, Sean and Steve Simpson. I like Steve. I didn't... Wait, wait. Which, who was the, the one who looked like Sammy Hagar with the Hagar hair? They both had that hair. They were, they were practically twins. How weird. One of them was younger. It's weird. The I, younger one, the young, I'm guessing you're assuming the, young, the older one, I'm, Steve. Yeah, because I remember one of them he I liked. He was cool when he was alone, but then when he, they put him with Sean Simpson, yeah. I couldn't stand them as a tag team because I thought, oh, God, I hate these guys. Because they were pretty boys. I've always hated pretty boys. I've always Oh, I thought pretty boys are the coolest because they piss people yeah. off. I loved Alex and, Wright. It's so, it's so funny. I hate... Oh, I, Alex Wright was awesome when he yes. did the dance and all that. <laughs> but um, the Fantastics I enjoyed. I liked Ricky mm-hmm. Morton. I couldn't stand Robert Gibson for whatever reason. Really? Yeah, I liked Ricky Morton. Actually, I, I actually like the Fantastics more than the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. But that's... I think that's more of a Texas... Being a Texas guy and not being a, a Tennessee... Oh, interesting. ...fan. Interesting. So you, we, got, we got Fantastics more in our mm-hmm. area. But um, and Midnight Express was my favorite tag team by by far. Oh, they were like yeah, the, they, yeah. It didn't matter. I, that was like even though they were heels, they were team. So they were your version of Gorman and Goliath to me. Yeah, they yeah. were like they. Were, I thought they were awesome. I like, understand that. I, I loved Condry and Eaton, and then I loved the and I, Jim Cornette. Like I, I can't stand his podcast, but I enjoy. I enjoy. You know, I haven't movie. heard his podcast yet. It's very political at times. Is it left? Is I, it and left, it's him complaining? Is it left left wing? Left wing is um, liberal. Yeah, he's, he's still, he's <laughs> yeah, still he's like, liberal. He's he still liberal. likes Obama. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll he's a no I'll fan. listen to some of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind it, but it's like some of the stuff they talk about. It's like eh, I'm really not. Not it could get old after yeah. a while, but I still have saved. I still save that CD that Dan Farron burned for me when jo- Joey Styles tweeted something about Obama being. Yeah, and then Jim Cornette just laid into him. Oh, yeah. that was crazy. And, and he dared Joy Styles I, to debate him li- on I it. I could listen to Jim Cornette, but I think he needs to have somebody who like will talk to him about wrestling sometimes. Because mm-hmm. sometimes he'll just talk about He just so goes off. He just goes in too many yeah. directions. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like we do, huh? <laughs> it's his show. It's his show. I understand, but like, it's a lot of people just want to hear him talk about like wrestling stuff. and Right. You can't... I like, just love hearing a rest. I love, I love the thought of especially somebody like Jim Cornette being so to the left because so many wrestlers are so right-wing to the point of wacko sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, I mean, on that on that site, a lot of them are left. Like, they're all liberal. Like, Conan's very liberal. I mean, Oh, yeah, he is. He <laughs> yeah. is. Well, one, yeah. for one, Conan's a, th- a thinking man. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he coughed. You had to cough. <clears throat> I had to cough when I said that. Yeah. No, you know, Conan will debate something, and he'll debate both. I mean, or he'll call you stuff. <laughs> for some, for somebody who you don't want to be on his for bad somebody side who for hasn't been to college, the dude is very like you would swear he has been to college because he can debate stuff, he can yeah. analyze stuff. Yeah, I remember when I first knew him. I mean, he'd challenge me on stuff and say, "Why do you like this? Go further." And some, yeah. sometimes I'd say, "Wait, I wasn't expecting to have a debate." But, <laughs> 
But no, there. I, I've, I've met so many wrestlers who are just like, you know, that Obama is actually trying to take over the world and is going to plant, uh, plant chips in our brains. You know oh, that, geez. don't you? It's you crazy. know. So it's, it's refreshing to hear an angry left wing person in wrestling. Yeah, I just think the angry thing kind of gets a little worn. Worse. It would get old for me, even yeah. even much as I'm. And, I, and I, uh, but there's so many. And podcasts. full disclosure, I'm left wing, so of course I'm going to like a there, left wing. There's so many podcasts you can listen to. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not a do or die type of thing. <laughs> you know. Well, we covered a lot of ground here. I think this is probably one of the longest Lucha World podcasts yeah, I think we, we did. We ended up talking about like all this other stuff we weren't going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the, I, the, the Jim I hope there was no disrespect to Ari Romero because I know we talk about him then go in another direction then return to him. But I, I think we covered just how cool he actually was. I mean, he was awesome. I mean, he was something. You know what I always dug about him was that bump he would do, like for whatever reason. That was always the the. Bump. Are you talking about the, the one where he would bump his head, like bump the back of back his head in the yeah, turnbuckle, all three turnbuckles as he fell? I've tried to replicate that. I can't do it. Really? Wow. I mean, the first time I saw him do that, I thought that this guy's just awesome. It's too bad because so many wrestlers now will try all these other moves, but nobody's tried that move yet. And it's a great move. It's a great move. We also, I mean, I can do it, but very clumsily. Yeah. I mean, he had he did it poetically. Yeah, he did. So it's like boom, boom, boom. Because yeah. I know Kevin Sullivan would do something similar at the mm-hmm. time, like, but he would like go from face forward. Yeah, he would do. And Ari would do that too, but Ari would also do the the behind, do it with his head behind, like just like fall from from turnbuckle to turnbuckle. Yes, I just yes. He was good. Yeah. He was good. He I mean, he got to work really with a lot something. of good workers, too, so it's like... You know, he's one of the... Okay, when, got, when, he, when I He think, was one of those guys who could work with um, the heavyweights and then work with Eddie Guerrero and guys like exactly. that. Exactly. You know, I don't even know what you'd actually call the book, but I would love to almost do do a book that, that covered people like Ari Romero, uh, Chris Colt, people who were amazing workers, but are very likely to be forgotten in history. It'd be yeah. fun to just write and... Just you, know. you don't you don't hear people like ever debate Ari Romero as one of the greats of all time, and he was so good. And it's like, man, you know the other guy that also never never gets credit, Ken Timms. Oh God, that he was, was good. So yeah, because yeah. I think everybody remembers Love Machine for all he did, but nobody ever re- brings up Ken Timms and what he did in. Um, That's Mexico. true. That's true. But another guy who was really fun. He was fun, yes. So when he teamed with Ari Romero and Juarez, there's, that was even... Yeah, like, I forgot did, about that. Did, I uh, forgot about that. They used to do the national anthem, and oh mm-hmm. my god, people would just boo the crap out of them. And it was like, fuck, man, people are just like just hating these guys. That's are an, they going to get out of their It's life? amazing how, even to this day, nationalist gimmicks, whether it's USA, USA, or another country, boy, that... I'm surprised they don't use it more, like in, especially CMLL. When they bring in the foreign guys, too. they don't really do a lot of the foreign. Like, you understand the why they don't do in this country because they're trying to be really correct in a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you really can't do it because who are you? It's going to be offend somebody. If you do it, it is. It is. You can't do uh, USA versus Iran or like, no, USA no, versus. I mean, our, our, our enemies right now are Middle Eastern or. or yeah. Like, well, and. and you can do it when it was Russia. The Dutch Mantel thing was such a flop because they were trying to be so careful. Not to be offensive, that it sounded like he was giving a dissertation instead of a heel interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he didn't get mean and nasty. He, uh, and Dutch Mantel, we're talking like a guy, yeah, guy great who on actually, the mic. And a guy who could actually get really nasty on the Exactly. On the mic, you know, you. Know, he, you yeah. he's, he came from the South. He knows that. I know. I, I sat there saying, okay, he looks like Dutch Mantel. The voice is Dutch Mantel, but that's not Dutch Mantel talking. That's. Yeah, some of it was too well thought up. <laughs> you know? 
Like it was overly thought up. They yeah. said, okay, let's show that he doesn't like immigrants, but let's do it in a nice way. He's a heel. Yeah. You want people to throw shit at him. It's like, but it's WWE too. I mean, they were. Yeah. It's there's only so much. They've never been even even in the eighties. Like their offensive stuff was never over the top. Even Sergeant Slaughter wasn't really that over the top. Well, the thing with Sergeant Slaughter that was though, just that was just like. But he was a, he was a straight out heel where yeah. Zeb Coulter should have done something to piss people off. Instead, he just kind of yammered in no direction. Yeah. Where Sergeant Slaughter, and then later, you know, with Iron Sheik, it was as simple as just. USA sucks, or I hate Bob Backlund, the lazy dat draft dodger. You know, or like the the whole angle with um, the Russians in um, Mid South. Remember that? Yes, with Eddie Gilbert. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Where yeah. He buries the, he yes, buried, they bury Bill Watts in the in the flag. Oh God, could you imagine yeah. them doing that, that today? Now? You imagine? Oh, they bury uh, Dennis Rodman in the, <laughs> the American flag. <laughs> Bring back Dennis Rodman. Did you see that interview he did on CNN? No, I didn't. I just heard about all his oh my freaky God. trips to Korea. He What's got, going because on? Because they were asking him, who the, first of all, first of all, who the fuck asked Dennis Rodman if, they're gonna, if he's going to have the time to ask about a hostage? Do you really think Dennis Rodman is really the, the guy that's going to ask about exactly, a hostage? Exactly, exactly. And it's like... You know, don't get me wrong. I thought Dennis Rodman looked horrible in that. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's an ugly looking dude. <laughs> but I mean, the... Who asked Dennis Rodman for this about this stuff? It's like, like who comes up? Oh, should I, I've got to ask Dennis Rodman if he's going to ask Kim? Kim, I can't remember the dude's full name. The, yeah, the the, the the Chinese dude wasn't it? Kim Jong, the successor to yeah. Kim Jong Il, who yeah. killed his uncle, who yeah. had his uncle executed. Yeah, it's like who? Yes, Dennis Rodman. Are you going to have time to ask yeah. about the yeah. hostage? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. I said, okay, Dennis, you've had a couple of rough trips there. We need to send another dignitary. Hey, Carrot Top, will you go talk yes. for us? You know, yes, I mean, next Carrot Top. Yeah. <laughs> Carrot Top brings out a prop. <laughs> Kid Junk. Carrot Top, my gosh, he's scare them. Can you imagine? Because yeah. have you ever seen his biceps? That, Dude, I saw him in Vegas. Like, Dude, like and that that, that hair and that crazy face and the biceps. I told you, I told you my 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 walk down a uh, hallway in the hotel. Mm-hmm. We were at the hotel that um. Carrot Top was at yes. performing, and I'm walking out down the hall, and they have all these posters, and they have a poster of um of Carrot Top, and I didn't notice it. Right have, on the side, they have a poster of the the, the women that are dancing there, uh-huh. and I, I looked at it, and I, I'm I'm holding uh, my my niece's hand, nine year old. I was holding her, <laughs> uh-huh. her hand. I was walking with her, and as I'm I'm walking by, I turn and I look at her, and she's just staring at me like. Don't be looking at that poster. Like, that. And I was like, dude, come on, are you serious? It's evil. We'll put yeah, an X on the, you. The evil look. Like, the It'll evil turn eye. you dork. Yeah, I'm like, you'll be. On. In. Oh, there's, that's there's funny. women dancing all over the place at, in Vegas. <laughs> well, covered a lot of ground. We should probably talk about Dennis Rodman's post <laughs> when he returns. <laughs> yeah, we will keep you up on that because I'm sure yes. everybody is awaiting I'm word. Sure, I'm sure everybody wants to know our thoughts on Dennis Rodman's trip to China. That's right. What it, what went down. And we'll have to think of other dignitaries yeah. besides Carrot Top that we can send over yes. there, too. Ter- you know? Carrot Top. Chi- Chichen Chong, probably. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, if they could get them Yeah, to- the only thing is they're, they're actually... Or Ray, his, his daughter, Ray Don Chong. Oh, Ray yes, Don? yes. Here, she called uh, She called Oprah. The yeah, what, <laughs> the, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, I don't know. Well, no wonder her career hasn't gone anywhere, you know? Yeah. She went from being a supporting player in The Color Purpled to... The queen of whatever happened to. I know. I I, I, I didn't even. I thought she. 
we were talking about how when we were. I remember thinking, thinking she was cute we, when we I was were, younger. We were thinking about wrestlers, and then you you mentioned how I wonder if he's alive or I wonder if he's dead. Uh, or what, like, and I was that's Ray Don Chan. Like she's around. I didn't even. It's know so that. funny. I hadn't heard of her. Well, I guess that's a good way to get your name imprinted if you were famous and you want to bash somebody yeah, like what Oprah. That was really weird. That was weird. Well, it makes me wonder if that's why she didn't last in the business. Yeah. If you're not, you got to be tactful. Yeah, some weird people in in, in the real world, and not just in wrestling. I told you my prognosis, you know, did this prognosis for the entire world, the only problem with society internationally. Mm-hmm. There's just way too many nuts in it. Oh, did you? Too hear? many crazy people. Actually, and here's the thing, though. I don't have the solution. Just there, there are too many crazy say, people. Say, say going to nut to, to crazy people. Uh-huh. Sure what Steve, Dr. Lucha Sim said? No. I think he's uh, stopping from doing podcasts. Why? I don't know. That just seems... He tweeted it. I don't know if he was joking. Yeah. I'm thinking it's so, Steve. We just said you're crazy. Did you hear that? <laughs> he, he knows. He knows. <laughs> it's all. It's all in good fun. Of course, and we want to give you another haircut, Steve, really yeah. soon. Just as long as you don't give up haircuts. Yeah. We have another angle. I planned. think he doesn't mind because now he knows he's gonna. Everybody's gonna like it. Did, remember good. how that was, he said it was a blessing in disguise? Yeah, I, know. I was like, man, I, the whole point of it was that he was gonna tell stories about. How people were making fun of him and, and stuff got like his, that. but yeah, and, and instead everybody's like, "Hey, you look good," and with that hair, you know, it's true. He looked better with the yeah. his haircut like that. That was really, that was a fun, fun. Yeah, night. I don't know what's going on with him retiring. Oh well, let's try again. I think he's, I think he's gonna do a. I think he's concentrating on the book for a while, so it's probably just makes a, sense. I think it's just a sense. I bet you that's it. Yeah, because so, he sounded like he's pretty gung ho about. So, with it, that though. said, we'll we'll announce our retirement from podcasting for until <laughs> the next show. Never until the next show, which will happen whenever we yeah. decide to. It's, we don't even have to retire. I think when people ask us about Slam and Stand, it's like, well, we don't really, we never stopped doing yeah. it. It's just not really. Speaking of which, we we want to give a big thank you to Scotty Astro for both the interest he shows in this show and for Slam and Stand. I'm always tickled that he would love to see Slam and Stand back. It, it's neat to see we had. A ra- a rather- if we had time, a lot's changed since then. Um, Dan's working, has work hours that are really weird. Ryan I, might not be around. Yeah. He's probably busy. I don't know what Bix is up to these days. Bix, actually, Bix is, uh, Bix is very busy. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. He's he's a, he's he's got his own um, wrestling website. Excellent. Just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, he's too busy you tweeting. You could have fooled me. Yeah. I, I was going to come up with something more uh, diabolical for Bix. You wicked person. <laughs> Bix, you, you. Bix, is, Bix is uncovering the, the secrets uh. of pro wrestling. <laughs> that would be like Bix's thing. Like He would actually... I got to tell you, I marveled I, at... And, and it wasn't like it was him. It's like he... He found wrestlers who would say the most self condemning stuff on a website where they put it in public nobody else would talk about it but Bix would bring it to the attention yeah, and then you'd be like, I like that and though. then you would think Bix is crazy nobody would write that on, on online and then you go to the site and it's like holy shit this guy yeah, wrote that yeah exactly yeah. These were, this wasn't stuff he made up They're, yeah that was amazing that was it was a lot of fun um, we'll have to do one at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a big reunion show. You yeah. know, since it's January, is Battle Royal season, so we could, you know, use that as an excuse to have a special Battle Royal, you know. We'll, we'll invite everybody back on. Everybody, everybody. But uh, thank you, Scotty. You know, there's an interesting guy who we should actually interview sometime. He's still wrestling, isn't he? I believe he is. Yeah. He's a... I, you're talking about a guy who's a... a I like how people are listening to these shows and we're, like, talking about them. And they're like, 
Well, I encourage anybody who uh, wants to wants get to hear their their names. You no, know, get in touch with a real Renaissance man, a guy who is like well versed, knows a lot about a lot of different things. Uh, go friend Scotty Astor on Facebook. He's he's a really fascinating person. Yeah. Not just wrestling wise. He he uh, he knows. He, this is what intrigues me so much is when I met him. When he came out here to L.A., it was because they were going to be doing a, a pilot, a, um, a reality series on bird watching. I went, bird watching, and he's an avid bird watcher and it's, it's so insects. Inter- it's so too. interesting when you hear about other people what the what their other interests are. Yes, you're always like, man, I didn't know some people were interested. How well rounded yeah, a lot of them are. All this other stuff, like what? Yeah, because even I am guilty of thing wrestling geek, comic book geek. You yeah, know, then you yeah. find out that they're into like all this other stuff. Yeah, everybody has. Are they? Are they actually? They actually have a life. Exactly. Like <laughs> that's more, actually the most shocking thing when they, they have, have a life. when they actually have like like they they have kids and stuff. Yes. like that. It's like holy shit, this guy's a wrestling fan. Yeah, more often more often than not, there there's there's something pretty yeah. fascinating behind their you know wrestling fanaticism. Yeah, and it's stuff. like yeah. you know the weirdest ones are usually the jocks, like the really jock type of guys. The ones who like, take everything too seriously. Yeah, that's the ones that are, like sometimes. You don't really. Know I agree yeah. wholeheartedly, and it's not coming from two like nerds. Exactly. Although we were called computer nerds by um by Oracle. 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 Wherever she is, a shout out. A shout out to the we're Oracle. Gonna a shout out to the Oracle, and I will contact Annie Wolf. We'll get her to sing her nat- national anthem uh, on our podcast. Yes. yes. We are. We will mute it. Like. Uh, <laughs> I pay per view, yes. or maybe we could get her to sing a series of national anthems, and that could be the entrance music for the CMLL guys in we Japan. Should, we should actually, what we should do, we should have her sing all the entrance music, mm-hmm. and then we'll just voice it over onto the I pay per view. Like we'll we'll make it available to people. We're on to something hot, and we'll see if New Japan wants it. We're on to something really this hot. This is a here. good business idea. This is. We're there. Yeah, and. As this is probably the longest podcast we've done, we will bid you folks adieu. We will be back really soon. Take care. Keep on rocking. And uh, I I started out this podcast incredibly dorky, so I'm going to finish it incredibly dorky. Until next time, comrades.